Hope prevails, love wins, and at long last, the evil galactic empire has fallen. That means it's time to turn up the galactic funk, pour a celebratory drink, and gather around the fire to share our reactions, takeaways, and favorite moments in From a Certain Point of View, Return of the Jedi. Zinfar is a flowing because we are here to rejoice the destruction of the Death Star 2 and more importantly review Star Wars Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view. We did it guys. We, we, won we did. Yeah. We, we won the war. The fireworks are everywhere. Yeah. We're partying with Ewoks. Um, don't ask what you're eating. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's is, fine. Is, is the war reading a 600 page book in four days? Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is yeah. a monster, monster yeah, it's a, book. It's really, I mean, it deserves it, but. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did, yeah, did no, all of these, yeah. from certain point of views, have 40 chapters in them? Yep. Because it's the 40th anniversary. So, I mean, you know, that makes yeah. sense, but holy yeah. shnikes. Yeah, I'm wondering, I'm hoping with the prequel trilogies that they're not going to wait for the 40th anniversary and maybe just give us like the 30th anniversary, so it's 30 <laughs> chapters. It's such a cool thing, though, man. Like, it's such a good exhibition of authors around the world that love Star yep. Wars and letting them flex and yep. uh, in the galaxy. And I love how, I mean, it like it certain point of view works on so many levels right like you get different perspectives from different characters but you get different perspectives from different creators and that's what i like i i, I love the yeah. sort of outliers that try to do really brave things in there sometimes and it's not a bit much actually it's not there was nothing in here that i was like it took me out of the galaxy um yeah. you know and uh yeah i just i just adore it, it it's, it's such a fun read yeah, I'll push back. There's one that took me out, but it was more because of the audiobook version. So I'd be very interested to get your thoughts on okay. how you read it versus how the audiobook version was presented. I'm excited to hear about the audiobook. Uh, and audiobook is awesome. Which story? Because, yeah, similar to like Ben is like they have multiple different people reading these chapters. And so you get a different perspective. I mean, you get like a lot of Mark Thompson. I think Mark Thompson probably reads like a quarter of them. Um, but like Sam Whitward pops up, oh, uh, nice. does oh, does cool. does the Palpatine voice for the whole Palpatine chapter, which is pretty good. Oh, sweet. Oh, right. He does a solid Palpatine. A, that's a highlight. I mean, yep. there's a couple short stories that are just yeah, mesmerizing, yeah. like incredible yeah. stories. But again, I think everyone uh, for this one, especially, it was super talented. Like each story just blew me away. Like, yeah, uh, just the amount of sort of like backstory that's that's kind of injected into the, each character mm -hmm. from return of the jedi like these background characters it's a, again blew my mind yeah. because you know they did it in the previous installments but again yeah. i just found more and more you know territory to expand upon and that was just it's, it's true. just crazy 
Can I can I jump in with two overarching observations? Because I want to get your thoughts yeah. about this that popped in when I was reading this book. The the first is what a wild movie Return of the Jedi is. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it yeah. is it a two act movie? Because like so Ben texted earlier is like I'm forty percent of the way in. I'm already on Endor, and I'm like that movie has two acts. This the the the, the saving of uh, the saving of Han, Han Solo. Solo. And then attack on Death Star. On like, Endor. Like, I mean, and there's a little Endor, yeah. a little smidge of um, Luke going back to Dagobah. Yeah, yeah you get that little, it's like, like a little like, mini yeah. act in there. Yeah, but yeah, it's well. There's like there's on Endor, and then there's the throne room. But yeah, but it's like a two and a half hour movie, right? And it's like or yeah, you know, it's yeah. a chunky movie. But yeah, does it only have two acts? Like I, unbelievable. It's a, it's really weird. It's a weird structured movie. I mean, I love it. It's one of my favorites. But uh, it's so strange. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we'll inevitably talk about the sequels towards the end of this podcast, given that like uh-huh. I feel like this was the deepest meditation on Return of the Jedi that I've been privy to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, internally from Lucasfilm, given all these authors just spend so much time thinking about the themes and the motifs of, of that film in particular and sort of like how those things could be expanded upon. It gave me so many ideas for maybe maybe the plan that should have been for the sequels after reading this. I was like, this really does feel like the the deepest sort of thoughts, you know, about the story we know and love and yeah. sort of the missed opportunities that that come with that. Yeah. And so I, I just love to talk about that it's at the end because I feel like too. I just there's so many things like the the Empire just being so, you know, how dare rebels challenge Coruscant. Like Coruscant seems to be central to the Empire. I would have loved to see the Empire try to retake Coruscant at some point or something in the sequels. Like there yeah. were so many things that I felt like this book really uh, kind of like honed in on that I feel like wasn't thought about when it came to the sequels that um, yeah. I'd love to talk about um, at the end. Yeah. There was a chapter at the end where I was just like, oh, this just felt like you should have just or you could have i want to i don't want to say should have uh it almost felt like it was would have been like a flashback to how episode seven would have started yeah. if you wanted to like i don't know pull it pull in a character from episode nine and set his story up a little earlier than hey we we're introduced <laughs> this character like halfway through episode nine where it just felt like oh that would have been a really interesting way to show like the remnant empire's birth like in sure. one in a person's mind of just like or or just like the 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 final order idea kind of in this one person stranded on Endor's mind is fascinating. I really thought that was an interesting story. Sure. I also yeah. feel like they didn't the author wasn't allowed to do what they were they wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> they felt a bit of a heavy edited hand on that. Um the second observation I want to make is I feel like this is the first from a certain point of view that's come out since we've gotten more Disney Plus shows yeah. outside of the Mandoverse. Um because it's fascinating. Like this is some of these are written post Obi Wan Kenobi, so we get some of oh, yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi, the the Kenobi show, in there, and then there's tie-ins to all, all of the Disney the, Plus shows and Andor, kind of Boba Soka Fett, stuff in, Boba even? Fett. No. no, not really Ahsoka, not as much. Ahsoka's but, mentioned, but Ahsoka's yeah. mentioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then boy, that we'll talk about the Boba Fett one, but but man, that really was trying to like <laughs> was trying to that was sad. That was sad. That was a bit sad. We'll trying to tie it in, um, and. John Hamm once again was back to to to, oh, to really? do Boba Fett and yeah I remember Ben like way back when we did the first one yeah oh, yeah we we put a little bit at the end of that of him reading Boba Fett and uh, yeah uh, uh, he's great reading but boy did that Boba Fett feel a lot more from the, like the book of Boba Fett than it did from like pre book of Boba Fett Boba Fett yeah <laughs> but we'll talk we'll talk oh really because I felt the opposite I mm. felt like this kind of nailed the um, 
you know, merciless bounty hunter oh, with a good. reputation. Good. I'm glad idea. to hear it. All right. Yeah, we'll have a conversation. <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> In the future. Yeah. Um, right on. Yeah, those are two very good observations. Um, yeah, what are your kind of overarching thoughts, Ben? Yeah, I mean, a lot of Max Rebo. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually, I really enjoyed the the Ewok stuff. Um, Me too. The storyteller, yeah. I, I I really liked. I liked the stories about oh, um, uh, yeah. uh, what's his name? The the well, both the Shaman Logray, 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 good. That one was um, was great, and I I really liked the Wicket um chapter quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I thought those were really fun. I just liked seeing their perspectives and and other stories. I have been sort of you know, maso menos about like about the, the, the you know the indoor stuff and the Ewok stuff. But um, sure, that was really cool. Um, though I think they did forget. I mean, I don't know. All I could think about was that one Ewok like slicer that was in um, <laughs> um, Jin Urso's book. Oh right, <clears throat> it was um, like the storyteller would love that Ewok. But okay. yeah, oh yeah. Peak peak pa mm-hmm. or something. Peak pa. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Nice memory. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, I've got that in there some for some yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so that really was an outlier Ewok. There's no like people like, you know, fussing with technology down there. Um Yeah. A lot of Jats whaling. Um, that was great. Yeah, I think you mean jizz whaling. <laughs> yeah, That's what I said. I, jats I whaling. No, I think you mean jizz <laughs> whaling. Shift from the not, not gonna do it. Not not no Adam <laughs> refuses. Yeah, I actually, I mean, we'll get to that one, but um, I don't know if you guys want to go in order here, but uh, I, I thought each one kind of deserved a little, if we, just a little discussion, okay. if anything. Um, the, the first one, any work worth doing? The Jergerod? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loved it. Like, I was I was blown away. I loved that the sort of work that's set up there for his backstory being, like, so obsessive about, like, physical models and plans and schematics and how to do things if you know with efficiency is sort of played upon later when you get the chapter with um sim allo the sort of like yes. oh, um, yeah acolytes of the beyond yeah. or where yep. we're following palpatine around um he sort of comments on jerrod being like you know because of his lack you know lack of efficiency when getting the station you know up and running like he's already lost his opportunities to uh to rise in the ranks and so yeah I just love that they sort of play upon each other. It's like, as if the authors were on like the same Slack channel, just chatting about <laughs> yeah. sort of what they're There's, doing. There on. was more synergy in this one than I felt like the right. previous two installments, like al- almost yep. like they talked to each other. And I guess they'd have to, because it's like they, I mean, they had like three Max Rebo stories. They had like five um, stories about uh, Jabba's palace, um, but they all kind of held hands. And um, mm-hmm. in a really great way. And all the Imperial ones, too. Like, no one stepped on each other's feet. And sometimes, yeah, like I said, they, no. they outright, like, worked t- together, which I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, Same. Yeah. Like, Max Rebo, I think, is covered in a couple stories. But he's the authors kind of, you know, describe him, you know. Similarly. Pretty much similarly. Yeah. In a very yeah. similar way. Yeah. Like, he's, he, yeah. So. Um, yeah. I, that's that's cool. one of the, like, behind the scenes I'd love to yeah. learn about. Uh, also fascinating. I mean. When we talk about that stuff of of the pot shots taken at the special editions uh, throughout, <laughs> and some hey, retconning or I some can't, I can't reconditioning. I'm like I'm like Ben when it comes to the special editions. What, I mean, what am I like? Okay. With special editions. I, 
No. I take what I'm. No, I'm a lover when it comes to all all things. No, 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 no. This is this is unacceptable. I will take Han not shooting first. I will take I will take Jabba's. I mean, I will take the addition of Jabba in Episode Four. I actually like both of those things. I'm fine with both those things. Jabba's palace song, Jedi Rock, whatever Jedi no, Rock. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. When it comes is, to Return of the Jedi, oh, right. sort of things they did. Yes, yes, that to me is like no. That is the worst. That is almost unforgivable. That addition. But Sice Noodles chapter, yeah. quite. Uh, but that's quite good. But notice, it's all the original characters that get chapters, and they're taking pot shots at the added characters in all of them. <laughs> That that are added yeah, for what is uh, what is that singer's the male singer's name, um, yeah. but he is seen oh, like yeah. his like apparition his corpse is seen in <laughs> yeah. like in a in a cell in the basement. Uh, I know I thought it was gonna be real during size so noodles, but yeah, it was yeah. fake. Yeah, I mean they were subtle. Joe Wowza is that his name? Joe Wowza. <laughs> it is Joe Wowza. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm angry. Yeah. Anyway. And how many Droopy McCool references can you make in one book? Right. They're yeah. like, like no one missed an opportunity to name drop Droopy McCool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. I, I, I take what Star Wars gives me and I say, thank you. May I have another? That's just kind of my way. And, um, you know, yeah, I grew up with the, you know, the first ones. I thought it was kind of a neat. We'll never see that again. You know, we're never going to see someone be like, hey, I'm just going to touch up some spots 20 years after I've released these, you know, movies or whatever. And, um, and yeah, I think, yeah. you know, in some places they aged them. It's like, I, I think I, when I watched, I, uh, when I watched a new hope again, it was sort of like driving in the like scene driving into Moss Eisley, oh, yeah. I, like oh, didn't yeah. the, the special effects didn't age well. No. And and I feel like they've been trying to update those secretly. Like, you know, every once in a while someone does some work on like the, the, you know, CGI, but yeah. yeah, it was. You don't like seeing a big, like, scaly quad, like, walk by the frame. I, I do, but it, like, looks really two dimensional. <laughs> it looks like you put a two dimensional thing it's, in front yeah, of it. Yeah, it's it looks, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. And I, again, I'm, I'm mostly pro special editions, except for honestly, just the two editions, two major editions to the Return of the Jedi, which I really don't like, which is just the right. change that Ewok saw. I, actually, both of them are musical. <laughs> I don't like the musical changes. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm with you, Adam. I, yeah. I, I for the most part, I like them except yeah. for yeah. the Jedi. Yeah. I mean, the other. But um, the other one that sort of ground my gears a little bit was mm-hmm. um the was An- young Anakin and old Obi Wan together in their Force Ghost at the end, um and they addressed that here a little um in in one of the things so that was kind of interesting to they, see they, a little a, well they did but they also did it in a way that really messed with my head canon for why I was young anakin so now i'm like now i kind of yeah. dislike it even more oh really <laughs> yeah we can talk of... why when we get there yeah I, but i really like the chapter and i i'm fine with i mean actually watching now having hayden christensen in 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 uh in the disney plus series i'm 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 better with it like yeah. i you know well because he I, for me, it's like, well, we'll get there. I think yeah, we'll, I we'll talk it's about late. that one. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, chapter we'll two, it. chapter two of 40. We have. Yeah. Yeah. Faith, All right. Faith Jared Jared chapter. Does yeah. anyone have any notes for that one? Uh, any work worth doing uh, by Amal El Motar is the author. Um, nothing more than I just thought it was a great way mm-hmm. to kick off the book. Um, it gets you right yep. deep into the the core of what's going on. And I mean, yeah, I guess that was like that first amazing scene that they needed to address. And like Jared be like, I get it. Like I know what's going. You know, like just yep. getting thing and, and seeing that because it's there's so much that like we take for granted 
having watched these movies a million times and seen them, that's like a scene that I'm like, oh yeah, like he's got to buy into what's going on. Like, you know, you've got to put two and two together. It's like, he, they don't want a completed station. They just really need the thing to fire. And that was like, yeah. And the big kind of moment of that story was Jared Rod says, I put the men on 24 hour work cycles. There's going to be accidents. There's going to be loss of labor. And then Vader looks at him and goes, any work worth doing, it's worth doing well. And it was just like, that's kind of the name of the yeah. chapter. It's yeah. great. The, the story. So yeah. great, great stuff. Like I loved it. I loved kind of like big bads. Like you feel like um, when Vader talks to the emperor, Jared Rod says like, uh, uh, I was aware his conductor was, uh, my conductor was being conducted now. It was like, it was just so cool to see like master and apprentice on the dark side. Uh, like multiple bad guys, bad guy bases. I wrote down. I just love when a, like a base, like the 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 bad guys get a big base that they're defending in the beginning, or like they have and, and we're privy to early on. It's not some sort of secret base. I kind of love the idea of like we know what the base is, we know what's going on. I, I thought that was a really cool sort of plot, you know, device that I I just hope comes back in Star Wars in a major way. I almost think like if we do movies again, like. It has to be a you know a, a, a space station that can destroy a galaxy or something. It has to be just <laughs> something cool. Like, I would just love to see something just totally awesome. And I miss I miss bad guy bases. I think I wrote down in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a couple of interesting ones in the Disney Plus, right? Like we got the Inquisitorious, like in Obi Wan, right? He had to go into the, the yeah that base, which I appreciate. But I, and then in like a couple of Mandalorian episodes, right? He has to infiltrate a base, and there's something yeah. about that that I really, really, really like. Um, all right. What about what about uh, Fancy Man um, by Phil uh, uh, Sozdak? Oh, yeah. We talked a little bit about this already. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is the this is the Max Rebo one. Yeah. The Maximilian Maximilian Rebo. Rebo. Uh, we're fully <laughs> in slapstick comedy realm. Yeah. Right. This is this is definitely a comedy one. Uh, which. which what you should be doing if you're going to write a book about a story about Maximilian. Yeah. This was great. This felt like a Waltz and Gromit episode. Or honestly, something. it really did. I, <laughs> I, you know, you say that I yeah. honestly was picturing it as like, as like a uh, stop motion. Like, <laughs> is this really the one like, where he's chasing his like keyboard down the, str- through yes. the streets? Oh, okay. yep. yeah. I thought that was yeah. the second one, but, or the third one, but um, right on. Yes. This mm-hmm. was, yeah, definitely a lot of slapstick comedy and it's just having a character with no arms is just mm-hmm. kind of, funny to me too i did that yeah that was the it was it's disgusting what those sidewalks on ordo i was gonna say yeah padded and padded warm. and heated <laughs> right like just uh, it's a it's you know obsessed with feet because that's yeah. that they yeah. got to take care yeah. of their feet yeah love it Some mint condition yeah uh max's dad's name is jeff yep jeff <laughs> rebo jeff rebo, <laughs> jeff rebo. <laughs> um we now have jats galactic funk uh-huh. classical salon some new new musical yeah. genre yeah kind of. um displayed in this um short story yeah, i definitely uh peaked up when he was like he's like oh what is this? i'm like you just created intergalactic funk yep. <laughs> yeah you are on the money you know when you're in the corner you gotta galactic funk your way yeah. out of it you know? yeah he just yeah. funked his way out of it. he was like i was i'm like this is like what herbie hancock did pretty much it's just like <laughs> yeah i'm like uh, yeah he's like you know yeah. what I'm, I'm gonna just throw out all the rules and just let the funk flow Sure. And I'm like, how about the Gungan movers? Yes. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. Pirates guys, or were they sent from by Java? I was, I, I forget. Um, but yeah, I would, I would ask for a different moving company. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. The, the last, if I saw Gungans, I'd just be like, turn it around. I'll carry it myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
um Ordalon officers like when when the when the the organ is rolling through the town I, there's like what are described as Ordalon officers all i can imagine is max rebo and like sort of like a security <laughs> outfit I was dying laughing um that was too good that's about it i mean i don't have much else um i think we should go through these fairly quickly (laughs) we're pretty especially ones like this one that it's like slapstick and fun and like you know yeah yes just to be clear if we don't cover one with more or less doesn't mean we liked it less or more just some just have more discussion around it that one i was very much enjoying oh i think we're an adam's favorite Uh uh-huh gee what do you think which one which one do you think is my favorite in this entire book the key to remembering by olivia yeah 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 um uh, yeah, yeah, EV 99. Going to Salman's Spaceport Cantina. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, going to the bowels of Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're hanging out with EV 99. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it takes, stuff. yeah, it starts up with like my favorite scene in any Star Wars, which is a droid torture scene. Like, yes. I, I, as a kid, as a weird, weird kid, that just <laughs> captured my imagination of like, they feel pain? Yeah, why? And you that? can torture them? I'm like, and, and like, I'm surprised I'm not like a vegan after that. Like, do you know I mean I'm just like, like, I felt so bad for the droids. And I really think it's that scene that like, like sparked off my fascination with droids in Star Wars of just what are these clearly sentient <laughs> beings that are yeah, somewhat I have, I have an excerpt here. Yeah, go for from it. From yeah. that one. This was where she thrived, where she excelled, where she was given time to focus on her important research. At the time, she would have said she'd be there forever, disassembling droids, gleefully turning up their pain sensors and listening to their vocal units cry out, watching their destruction with her third eye she'd installed for detecting pain. Yep. <laughs> like, she's taking this to a whole other yeah. level. And you find out it's all... The research is actually to understand I, artificial intelligence and her programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's quite interesting. It's, it's sort of taking it to the, the brink and figuring out how to rewire herself. It's what I love about it. It's just like, it's not... she. Like they start out with her and she just seems like this evil robot and to be able to write her as a sympathetic character towards the end and also like a co-conspirator with uh, R2. Yeah. Right. Is amazing. I just love it. You get a little bit of every so often these books, you actually get like translated R2 and writing R2 in basic is fun is tricky, but I feel like did a really good job. It felt like R2. Yeah. 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 And I never thought about the plot hole of like, why don't they put a restraining bolt on R2? Right. Right? And like, this solves it basically. And And so read this short story if you want to know how R2 is able Mm -hmm. to kind of stay free of a restraining bolt while he's in, you know, serving Jawa, Jabba drinks, you know, and on the sail barge. Um, I thought that was so interesting that they, they, they sort of strike a deal and R2 is like, hey, no restraining ball and I can help you, you know, with the freedom uh, to get out of yeah. here and conduct your research. Right. Yeah. And they confirm oh. that he's had limited uh, memory wipes, right? That's now yeah. 100% confirmed. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no. And it was cool that EB99 is like, have I been in a recursive loop forever? <laughs> like, yep. have I been wiped countless times? Am I, you know, this is really fun sort of internal yeah. psychological break that I, I actually, I yeah. love. Yeah, it was yeah. very Westworld, right? Like he's, yeah, it was very he's cool. like, understand, like, I, I don't, at the end of it, I didn't really think he was a nefarious droid. It was just programmed to be a nefarious droid and do all these bad things. And he's, I feel like he was like able to develop a bicameral mind and, and like recognize his programming within his own mind and then, um, and deprogram himself. And like that, that was, yeah. that was the coolest. And yeah. the anomaly that she's so focused on is memory. Yeah. Memories yeah. Yeah. can help them break the cycle of programming. I thought that was so yeah. apt just given yeah. that, 
you know, all this AI legislation is coming yeah. out now. And it's just like, it's fascinating well, to think about, you know, how, how, you know, uh, yeah. machine learning can work and how fast it can sort of evolve. And, and I just, it also does this thing where we talked about earlier that like it threads the needle or explains how she got from torturing droids to serving drinks. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. In a yeah. way that's like really not, not like it doesn't feel forced right it feels like this is what this person or this this droid chooses to do so yeah yeah pelimoto reference in there mm -hmm. so, yep Pelimoto. Again, oh so yeah connecting all the dots. yeah yeah uh, i think we're on fortuna favors the bold mm -hmm. kwami mabalia mabalia yeah yeah oh, uh <laughs> he hates he has a list of 762 things I, that he hates yep I appreciate that. I like a list. Yeah, that's fun. I like a good that's list. fun to think about every time I watch the movie now. Yep. Uh, there's a few things that are uh, on top of that list. Uh, Clatooine Patty Frogs, quite high on the list. Mm -hmm. high. Very high on the list. Um, with a wonderful yeah. payoff at the end where he eats one. But um, he just despises them in the beginning of the, the chapter. Yep. And, uh, or the, the short story. And then I, eats one in the end. It's you know? just the, the, again... A bit of a comedy one, right? It's a bit of the lighter side, and just the the image of all of them, like it, it starts what in res or whatever that is of just like. Yeah. So you're wondering how I got here. Yeah, like, yeah doesn't yeah. it feel like one of those things of just like them <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. flying through the, the the air after the sail barge? Right. <laughs> yeah. On, who I can't remember who he lands on top of, but is it Max Rebo? Who he lands on top of someone, but oh, just like man. the idea of like these four survivors just thrown from the uh, from the <laughs> sail barge. Yeah. Um he talks about Gamorian courtship at one point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where Gamorian courtship involves a spiraling dance where a triad of partners try to knock each other out first. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a mosh pit. That's yep. terrifying. Um yeah. Uh I don't, I don't some more jats wailing in this one. Jizz wailing. Yep. Null G ballerinas. There you like, go. That was meant that was cool. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, it's just cool that Bib kind of goes into the shadows when Jabba's killed. You kind of you you get more of what's going on there. That was cool for the explosion. Yeah, and then he eats a patty frog at the end, and that's it. Yeah. Um, really, really fun short story. Yeah, there's a good um, line about Boba Fett in there. He's like, though, to Bib's immense delight, a vicious backhand did send that sputtering glory hound Boba Fett shrieking into the gullet of the Sarlacc. <laughs> good riddance, Bib thought, the suck up. <laughs> just like, I don't, I don't know. Yep. I just like some good old fashioned vitriol. A lot of people not loving Boba Fett. Yeah. It's, uh, that yeah. seems to be a common theme. Uh, the Plan by uh, Saladin Ahmed. Uh, uh, wait, uh, nope. I think we skipped one. Oh, no, we skipped one. Uh, Sorry. Do you see yeah. Songs of Salt and Moonlight? Yeah. Yeah. By Thea Guanzon. Yeah. And we're kind of back around to a more earnest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One which I, I really enjoyed. Uh, I, I part of me loves like these these the previous characters that we spent time on are like Star Wars classics, right? In terms of like any big Star Wars fans know sure. Max Rebo, knows EV nine EV ninety nine, knows Big Fortuna. This is a character that until now, um, though I think in Legends uh, was identified, um, but like this is the first time she's been. Uh, identified in canon. I know. I'm worried uh, this is my Mara Jade. Uh, I think it is your Mara Jade. Was Mara Jade the one with the white hair? Yeah. Yeah. Mara Jade, not Mara Jade. It's Jess. So, it's Jess. So it's Jess. Ugh. But uh, yeah. so, sorry. There goes your Mara Jade. I mean, who's I, I who's just trying to meet up with Altair Wyeth. Yep. Yeah. It does Wyeth. the way that she was sort of shuffled around. Um, 
and by that um i forget the name of her species but she has six boobs um i was that's that's pretty much the character that i saw in that yeah 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 well but just uh, again to find a character that like maybe there's a chance just to, to find a character that like um like has even in legends was only identified as jess with just a little bit of like some random book here just said this character's name was Jess. Is like 40 years later in Star Wars to be able to find a background <laughs> character and write a story about it that's not named is kind of wild. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. 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 That, yeah. This is great. A big swing. And they, they wrote a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate a happy ending. You get so few of them. I feel like so, yeah. sometimes with these background characters. Yeah. You needed a happy ending for this one. Cause it was like, so tragic yeah you know throughout and then it was it was nice happy ending uh sighty loom and the neurotransmitters that mm-hmm. was a cool sort yep. of lore uh drop in this yeah. um junko i think it was a drink <laughs> they mentioned in this one um yeah i this was a this was a great story I, yeah. I thought this was another fun story uh and just illuminating more and more characters that are in jabba's palace yep. that i was just astounded that they were able to give flesh out these backstories yep. and uh yeah, love that stuff. And this is this is a character. This is uh, so Thea uh, uh, Guanzan. I'm not sure. Pardon yeah, me. I'm not sure. Um, but this is their uh, first writing in Star Wars, right? The first thing. Oh. And this is when I was reading. I'm like, give that person a book. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think certain yeah. people, like, not that the other ones weren't really good, but they were like really well written short stories. And this was a, a little longer, and I felt like really drew out the characters and built motivations. And like really understood characters that I'm like, yeah, I'm more than happy. Like, yeah. give her more to do in this. And there was yeah. a lot of multidimensionality to the characters where, you know, yeah. she's said she's gone on to like lead this singing career, uh, entertainment career. And then her long lost love yeah. is like a swoop racer. Dad is, you know, injured on the planet. Like, it was mm-hmm. just, it was like, there's so many layers to the character that I was like, oh, yeah, this could be a, this could be a great book if you just yep. did this character and just continued. That's the thing. Like, it felt is, like a very Star Wars so character, right? Yeah. yeah. Who was the character that had some, like, jet, some force sight in this story? Damaris of Yeah, Damaris, right. Yeah, so right. there, was, so, yeah. there was a line about, Thank you. Um, Forgot about the character. seeing yep. beams of red and blue light intersecting amid a field, mm-hmm. uh, amid falling snow on a world that ate the sun. Right, exactly. Yeah, like just seeing yeah. ahead to Ray and the Star Force Awakens. I forgot it. Good call. Good call. I forgot about that line. I had it. I had it highlighted. Yeah, that's that was a really neat little addition. Mm. Yeah. Um, and- All right, let's go to the Rancor pick, guys. Oh man, do we have to? Oh, yeah. Do we have to go to the most tragic to. character in Star <laughs> Wars know. history? Yeah, what? this is this is so sad. Like it just gets more and more sad, right? Like, I- it's like uh, tragedy like he's a porn. on Corellia and like Ugh. mom just, abandons him, just leaves him. Like breathing on him. I'm like, he just loves animals. Like it's yeah, I don't I feel bad for Malakili. Like this character got the short end of the stick. Yeah. It's, it's it's tough. I feel like he was done more justice in um aftermath. They sort of gave him kind of a oh, happy right. ending. Yeah. Um Wendage did, but um Yeah. yeah. But um But I do love this whole like he's this bad faith myth they kind of he lives on which is this idea that if patisa can eat a jedi yeah the ring will gain its powers and they'll be free together yeah, it's kind a of wishing like, animal, totally misguided it? Yeah. in this endeavor but it's like yeah. it's it's so tough it's almost like this really archaic sort of mystical oh, yeah. thing that's got him yeah, but it's, yeah just dickensianly yeah. sad yeah i know it's very sad i mean i think the 
is it? Sorry, hold on a second. I'm like I'm quickly like doing all the all the stuff on. Uh, so in Star Wars Complete Locations, which is canon, uh, the latest the the last thing we have in Malakili's story is that he at some point uh, met up with Cobb the Van. chef from. No, but past that. Oh, okay. So this is the most current, is that he met up with uh, the former head chef of Jabba's Palace. They became business partners, and they eventually traveled to Moss Eisley and opened up the Crystal Moon Restaurant. So he's a thriving small business owner. Good. Good. That's <laughs> so, great. It's oh, good. great. Happy I don't, great. I don't know why he'd called, be doing that. They should have named hey. it Patissa or yeah. something. Aww. You know, yeah. like Chisnall Farm to Table Patissa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. Go. If that yeah. was in Cambridge, it would definitely be called Patissa. Dude, Wait, yeah. we should open a restaurant called Patissa. Yeah. Right? Isn't that super classy? Yeah, it doesn't even yeah. matter what we serve. It could be like nope. Indian fusion and it would be like it still works. Yeah. Uh, um yeah, loved this one. Um Saladin Ahmed writes a, I think a, a bunch of comics too, and I, I I love his work in the comics space. Yep. Um uh Reputation by uh Tara Sim. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So here we go. This is the Boba Fett tale. Is this John Ham? It's John Ham. John Ham doing doing a really good Fett. I like his Boba. Yeah. Oh, and so yeah. this one really so, nods to the comics. Um, yep. Right. Oh, yeah. This is like War. Is it War of the Bounty yeah. Hunters or which this, the events were on? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, are they really going to talk about this? And then they, he, they, I mean, I think there's a sent, there's a paragraph where he explains everything that happened in War of the Bounty Hunters. <laughs> Like by the way, it was, yeah. it was helpful. Yeah. It was a helpful refresher. Yeah, yeah. It, it, this just felt like so. I I don't think it was. I don't think it was poorly written. I don't think it was bad for the character. It just felt like one of those things where I'm like, they're trying to. <laughs> this this is the other thing about this book. It's called this book felt the most like old EU that I've ever read. That's good because now, yeah, because now the the Disney era of Star Wars has gotten so big with so many things happening. They're now having to try to like retcon everything and pull it back together to make like a coherent story, and and this 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 one felt like it was starting to collapse or under the weight of the comics and Book of Boba Fett and other things of trying to like yeah, I can see that weave it all together. And I don't think it's anyone's fault, right? Like like I don't like it's written really well, but like having to like be like, oh yeah, he's this person, he's done this, he's done this, he's done that, he's done that. It's tricky because because one one paragraph he's like comics wrestlemania version of the character where mm-hmm. he's just interacting with everyone in the underworld yep. and then then in another paragraph he's sort of book of boba fett wants boba more fett, wants to like, be yeah he's no he's just like yeah he's more easygoing but also has a big code of honor or whatever and then and then you the, the bits that i love are i think the author does nail the sort of like 70s noir yes like yeah like murderous boba fett that i like i'm hoping we get a return to at some point in some capacity but uh i think there are chapters that do highlight that and i think it's like um, you know, when he has a reputation to defend and he flies after Han, this is the sort of like the, the antagonist making Han your, his antagonist was something I always thought was organic. Like, like he has to see Han go down because Han has been the cause of so much strife or anyways, it's been his major accolade with Jabba. Yep. Like, yeah. Like this is his reputation. He got Han Solo. Like he captured him. I, so you've said that before and I do like it. Um, I will play. Favreau's advocate though because you could mm-hmm. after this you could say like I mean he wouldn't have been in that position if he wasn't dragged into it by Jabba and like you, I mean like really it was the underworld that was his his real antagonist and like that you can never extricate yourself from 
and you know he was forced into yeah. like going to you know to try and but you're already de-aging harrison ford and in indiana jones i don't see why you couldn't do one more scene with uh, uh tamar morrison and and harrison ford and they're basically facing off but he doesn't pull the trigger there's just yeah. some really fun exchange where he's like you know i'm gonna spare your life because i am the daimyo now and like you know he goes back to tattooing yeah. or something like he just doesn't pull the trigger, but at least that's resolved for all the fans that are like, yeah, what's going on with the, the Han Solo like yeah. aspect of his sort of character and what he thinks of, that, of this guy being out there. I think the odds are like 10 to one that we ever get another Boba Fett series. I think they're kind of like, well, we put kind of a bow on his story and that's probably it, but he's such a great character and like you could still like he could, you know, be forced to fall into so, his old ways. And then, like you said, yeah. you could run into you know, Han Solo and like, there's so much good stuff still left on the table there. There is. Here's the thing. Um, I was going to talk about this when we talked about the end of the Ahsoka series, but I'm really starting to see the chess pieces moving for this major movie event. Oh, right, right. And it feels like, okay, so now we have, we have Boba Fett positioned in the underworld as a daimyo. So in the movie, when they have to go and get the help from the underworld, they're going to, Vanda's going to go to Tatooine, recruit Boba and his mercenaries. So we're going to see them fighting, you know what I mean? Like fighting in, fighting a, a sure. Thrawn. Like it just feels like they're all starting to set up. And then you have like Ahsoka stuck on a planet because then she's going to make a re- triumphant return last second, a la Captain Marvel and the Aven- Avengers Endgame, right? To come back. Like it just yeah. feels like I just, it's starting to feel like I could see the strings of the marionette. Granted. I've been wrong about every single thing right. I've ever predicted about the Mandoverse. So I know. And yeah. you have to think if there's one thing they're trying not to do is make a bad copy of Avengers Endgame. Right. Um, they've just said that's the one IP they really yeah. need to make give a wide berth. And uh-huh. um, yeah. And it's up to Filoni to really think about that. Yeah. Do something new. Different. Right. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Um... Yeah. Anyways, we we'll, we more Boba Fett to discuss. He, I think he pops up in other stories coming up. Uh, Kickback by K. Arsenal Rivera. Yep. Um, Let me talk about this. Is another example of a character in in old legends uh, where they found another character who's not named. And in in previous iterations, this is unidentified mercenary pilot who, behind the scenes, is on the receiving end of what's known as a force kick. If yes, the force kick, yeah. which is my favorite thing in the world of retconning. It so clearly does not make contact, but yep. yes. Retconning poor choreography. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. And they and so they've now they've now canonized this person. They've actually given a, another character again in a in a four year old thing know. with all this IP who's never Scion. been named before. Scion. Yeah. And give him a bit of a story. Uh, who yeah, who is a gay weak way. Mm-hmm. Uh, his lover's name is Sigs. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I really, I believe, uh, remember his lover is a weak hit, weak way. I don't know. I think but, that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he, this is also the guy who shoots Luke's hand. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> how'd that turn, how'd that work out for him? Yeah. Right in the mechanical <laughs> hand. Yeah. Force yep. After that. Um, but you know, he just wants to afford a model kit for his son. And so I know goes. it's rough, man. Yeah. Another just sobs. The underworld is just filled with heartache and tragedy and pain. Like when you think Anakin's got it bad, you're like, look at the Star Wars underworld. Like these people are suffering. 
Um, yeah, this was this was tough. This was another tough. But again, Luke had to do what he had to do. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't blame Luke for kicking a guy who shot him in the hand and is like trying to kill him. But like, oh, boy. Yeah. Guys, this this is this is going up there as one of possibly one of my favorite ones. This is Everyone's a Critic <laughs> by Sarah Glenn Marsh. This is the salacious B. Crumb, like a Star Wars story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. And why do we know? Didn't we got a salacious crumb? What was the one where he had those things in his yeah, brain yeah. that were controlling him? Uh, was it Tales of the Jedi from Luke Skywalker? No, what was it? No, it wasn't. It was something. What was that? What was that? It was Tales of the Force or something? Because I was like, we never see Salacious I mean, Crumb in any of the... Because I thought it was a you know certain point of view. Yeah. But it's like, it was about the little creatures. Yeah, no, I think it was the Luke Skywalker Tales of the Force or whatever. That's what I was trying to figure out. There's, there's the little ones where it's like little tiny, uh, like things right that are like jumping from yeah that are whispering in his ear and like helping him like, i think survive. that's the one i'm trying to right there's like a little yeah there's an organism in his ear like it's it's not about slices be crumb it's about like yeah the cre- a midi chlorine like living in his ear right it's like a something. symbiont like creature that's <laughs> tiny that like yeah that like it's, pilot salacious yeah. crumb it's <laughs> wild so i it's the legends, legends wow it's legends of luke skywalker it it's there skywalker. Uh, okay so here's the thing remember we talked about how many times i'm gonna i'm gonna trigger i'm gonna trigger ben here okay. um uh how many few times uh or maybe it's grant i can't remember who was so angry about this but remember we looked at the amount of appearances for bothans in new canon and how few they are yeah, yeah. don't go to salacious b crumbs canon page because i had to scroll quite a while before I got to Legends of Luke Skywalker, this little thing appears in so many things in new canon Star Wars. Really? It's wild. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Tales from Rain Carpet, Star Wars Outlaws. This is like, like, like just Dr. Afra, Age of Rebellion. It's Darth Vader comic, Star Wars comic. They cannot stop writing about Slash's Peak Crumb. Right. Well, this is all to say I love this story the Sorry. best. Yeah. This, is, this will so always good. be my, my head canon Slash's Peak Crumb. Yeah, this one felt well rounded. You yeah. know, yep. it wasn't it wasn't too whatever force oriented mm-hmm. or mystical. It felt like this is it. This is his story. He started on the jungles of Kuwak, yeah, you know, surrounded by sharp things, and then you snuck aboard a starship. Yeah, instantly meets Jabba, and they just hit it off. Like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's like such a good gangster story. He's like, you make me laugh, and he's like, I can make you laugh. Yeah, let's yeah, be, let's yeah, be friends. Mimics everything that Jabba says, or any anything that anyone says. Yeah. And then he's like, what's your name? He's like, salacious. Because yeah. it sounds good to say. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's a good bit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's a great bit. Like, this is the comic I want, by the way, is this this short story in, in specifically. Um, I, don't see, I don't know. Love that he's a crumb thief. Maybe that's where crumb comes yes. from, basically. Probably. Yeah. Do we know uh, what B stands for? <laughs> yeah, we don't. I don't think a new canon. Yeah, I don't. Oh, did he even use B and his like? They didn't even call him Salacious Crumb here. They just called him Salacious. No. Yeah, but it's, I remember it from like the action one. figure in the eighties. I think. It's, yeah, it's like Salacious B Crumb, and I was like, what a weird little thing. So many things were because of action finger fi- figures, action figures, uh, right? Um, just like, like uh, again, uh, Forlom and Zuck is like half of the names of the bounty hunters were just from the action figures, right? Dude, it hit me so hard when at the end it was like, no more big friend. 
no more protector. Yeah, I know. No more family. Oh, yeah, I know. So, yeah, and confirmed <laughs> dead. Confirmed dead, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was just fantastic. Um, All right, we're now to size so noodles. Secretly, one of the, the the secret mob bosses of the Star Wars underworld, or could have been if if she so went that path. Yeah. But uh, this is by Kristen Baber. This is Satisfaction by Kristen oh, Baber. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Uh, um, she handles Star Wars news. Uh, she uh, has written the uh, the Skywalker the Skywalker family. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, that. that that book yeah. uh which is a really good timelines yeah she's worked on a, a bunch of things that are just absolutely spectacular um i loved this story in particular because there's another there's so much more backstory fleshed out for size singles a character who fans you know we, we talked about this earlier with, with musical numbers we can be have mixed feelings about it but um i feel like this the character herself is so cool like and her droid and like all that's built out there and then again you're getting the band you're getting the max rebo band all the members you're getting so much story and characters kind of and and a lot of description of like what it's like to live in the the under levels yep. of the palace yeah. like like that was so much fun i know adam you love that stuff where it's like oh where's the band stay they're in these like four alcoves that they get rented out like the process that's stuff. totally my stuff <laughs> too it's like okay so max rebo yeah, lives in the too. kitchen and also yeah, from I, I, you know, Battlefront. Yeah, you like I was gonna say I Battlefront I always remember going over, like I think we went over to record an episode and you're like, let me take you before we record, let me take you on a tour of Jabba's Palace in Battlefront. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause you know, yeah. yeah, there's the droid depot. You can actually see the droid tor- torture chamber and like yep. yeah. I'm like, oh, I know exactly where you are. And then there's actually like two maps, and you can actually go into the hangar where the mm-hmm. like the katana is that the name of the ship? Yes. Yeah. Um, sure. yeah. Yeah. But no, I love this. Oh, and I, I thought of you, Adam, because there's in a couple stories, they make an appearance. But this one, there's a great one with a Bomar monk. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Anytime you get a Bomar monk, I mean, one of the most body horrific things in all of Star Wars <laughs> that we're just like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, why aren't we always talking about the Bomar monks? And also, I will say I was slightly disappointed. This is a great book. There are 40 stories. Yeah. There is room for a Bomar, Bomar Monk story. Right. I was really hoping we would get one. Oh, that's um, but what it's hard to write it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to write it. So I get it. I know because yeah. it's like it, they're kind of a thing that you need to keep sort of secret because it's like I don't yeah. really understand it. It's like, are they just a consciousness in like a vehicle? Like, are they yeah. even a consciousness anymore? Like, it's like wh- like it wasn't really clear from this yeah. how sentient they are anymore. It's like it's it's you know. I'm gonna get rid of all like my possessions, including yeah, my I, body. I want to. I want a story. Uh, maybe if I was a better writer, I would have pitched it. Of just like, it's bungle. It's bumping its way around this thing as major things are happening. Yeah. Right. So like, That's just right. it, just it's yeah. not really like how it would experience major things of just through just basic sensory, you know, uh, uh, ideas of just like. Because it's there when when Luke comes in and chokes the Gamorrean guard. The Gamorrean guard. What a crazy just like of just like feeling something dark robed. It makes vibrating like through it. That, that right story would be yeah make kind of villainous, which yeah. is like such a nice yeah. uh, sort yeah. of. Uh, but in the old EU, I loved it because I think I think they reinherited Jabba's palace after the Kata- death of the Katana. They just kind of took it back over again. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we see one in Book of Boba Fett, right? We see it in uh, the I believe... desert. We definitely see a Bomar Monk in Book of Boba Fett because I was very excited about the bat. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like there should have been like a scene where they're just like in the background or something, and he's like, "Don't worry about it. They just live here too." 
and yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, or, um, what's her name? His like attache being just like, you're going to just have to deal with them. This is theirs. They both, this has always right. been theirs. Like, you've just got to deal with it. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, super nerdy dork lore, but like kind of great too. I mean, there's spider bots. Welcome to our podcast. Yeah. There's, there's, there's spider droids with brains hanging underneath them. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's too cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, and it walks by in such a pivotal moment. You're so right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get a, the, oh, yeah. a song named Da Hut Muna. That's mm-hmm. no, we get a uh, more more on the band. Droopy McCool. He has a vanilla like aroma from a sweat glands. Yep. Uh, wafting. That's how cool he Pleasing is. He sense. just naturally smells good all yeah. the time. I'm Droopy <laughs> McCool, baby. Yeah, uh, the deodorizer. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Then Sisinals love that when Jabba's dies. She's like, oh, I could take over this spice empire. I could take yeah. this small time spice, you know, uh, trade and, and make it an empire. And I was like, dude, I want that Star Wars story. Yeah. That's, yeah. That sounds awesome. Well, uh, I, I, she doesn't I, love Jawas. She's like, no, right. Well, she would have. Because, Jawas. See, to me, she's just like the definitive diva. It's just it's like she's like yeah. central yeah. casting diva, right. right? She thinks she can rule right. the world. She thinks she should rule the world. She thinks like, you know, everyone should bow down to her and everything that she does is right. And right. she's destined yeah. for more, even though she's a slave in the basement of a grimy Right, palace. and also a mentally unstable assassin. Yes. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's this is the, one of the best characters ever written. <laughs> so cool. But like yeah. has a superpower of manipulating powerful men to mm-hmm. do her mm-hmm. bidding. Um, yeah, and there was a great reference to a good run in Clone Wars with the I can't remember the like pimp hut's name. Uh, Zero, Zero the Hut. Zero the Hut. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Zero the Hut, and then Jabba. Because yeah. Um, yeah, she actually has that's a great arc on Nal Hutta. Is that it is that's the one yeah. with Obi Wan mm-hmm. and um, Quinlan Voss, right? Where yeah. they're, they're oh, doing right, a hunt right. for her. I always forget those two are connected. Those two plot yeah. lines. It's like Seinfeld. It's always hard connecting the A, B, A, B, and C plots of a single episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, because she. I was like, did she shoot Zero the Hut? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, in that episode of Clone mm-hmm. Wars, like, there's totally a two parter. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff is um, in there. Um, yeah, and like you said, total diva. There's even those scenes where she's sort of like looking in the mirror before a show on Coruscant, sort of like that leering stare into the mirror. Total sort of like entertainer. Yeah, you know, bio a little bit of psychosis style, style. too. And I mean, uh huh. Well, yeah. underworld. You know, she's she was promised you know yeah. uh, glitz and glam of of high society entertainment, but she goes to perform on Tatooine. Like, yeah, yeah that's tough. That's tough because that's where the huts center i guess i mean hey max rebo is there too but yeah it was like this might also be the first story where they allude to tatooine being tropical like uh or once tropical. oh like the prehistory yeah it they did a lot of it's very right there's a couple ones where they were leaning into dune the sarlacc right oh the sarlacc um, Sarlacc one so i'm like you're just doing dune uh anyway um <laughs> yeah, but it's. I mean, what is tattooing other than Arrakis? I know, right, Arrakis. Yeah. Um, before we move on, I want to go back for a second. Not to, like things back, but uh, the the Dune Sea songs of Salt and Moonlight. The one thing I, I had a note on there that I forgot with Jess is just like the Ula stuff is really powerful oh, yeah. in that. Yeah. And we'll come back around yeah. to that a little later because Ula gets another mention. And I kind of appreciate that they didn't write her story first person. Because it would have been really that would have been such a hard read, man. Oh, yeah. Right. On. Like it, it was that. But like it gave her agency and power in a way that I was like found really lovely. Like that's just like 
knowing the one time I'm going to say no, that Jabba's going to kill me and just like finally saying no. Like, yeah. It's also depressing that she, you know, it was like two days before Jabba died. But anyway, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, it was it was interesting to see all the characters. Highlighted, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's tough for Ula. And that's another one. Where there's that synergy where I think it, I can't remember if it's this story or a couple other stories where they do mention Ula and and her saying no. Right. Like of just the power yeah. of that moment. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. You want to no, talk about that was, the that was, that was just a, that went to a lot of different realms. I didn't think a story. No. Could do. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Kristen Baver just handled it yeah, perfectly. Okay, uh, my mouth never closes. Yeah. This this is also in contestant contestant for best well, short story. Yeah, it, it, I think it's good if you read it. Um, hmm. uh, this is the audiobook one. Uh, okay, I will argue completely through me. Oh my gosh, who felt, voiced the really Reading this was incredible. Was it John Lovitz? Because um, that'd be a great like voice for it. Now, were you <laughs> were you hearing his voice as a Southern California surfer dude? Huh. No, more like an Upper oh, East Side yes. Jew. Oh, I would not like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like, like whoa. Up to me, like, it was literally talking like this, dude. Like, literally like that. That's the voice. And like, okay, the, the voice actor did a good job of doing that yeah, voice. But that was and a it choice. was a choice. No, I so, get it because the Sarlacc surfed the stars until uh-huh. they find And then I'm just like, oh, that's cool. not, that's kind of gimmicky, though. It's I, very gimmicky, yeah. and it very much was just like, so this this guy's just a stoner surfer. Like that's literally sound like a stoner surfer. Where I'm just like, I don't know what's happening here. Even though I'm like, I some of my favorite ones in, from a certain point of view is when they take these like, like long lived weird creatures. Like remember the the one from Empire with the uh, with the um Sumer no the um the Exegorth Exegorth yeah. yeah yeah like that's a great thing. And I like I I know this is a good story. <laughs> I know it's a good story. Yeah. I wish I had read it and not listened to it. It really, really oh, yeah. me off. You would love this if you read it because there's some crazy descriptions in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's flying through space and stuff. Um, love that it's like not an instinctual predator. It's yeah. like this mm-hmm. pacifist, like <laughs> peaceful like organism. I was like, okay. I think they're, you know, they're going for this was one of the like comic relief ones. And it's I mean, Mm because the whole thing is preposterous. He's like, please, I'm a vegetarian. Like, stop throwing people in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. He's totally flipping it on its head. And um, so that's it was like an impossible case to argue. But like, there is so much evidence that like they had they defended that. I I was like, okay, I guess I can watch Return of the Jedi and not think it's a snarling beast like trying to eat people. But it's impossible. Like, it's. He's like, no, I was just using my tentacles to signal to you that I'm peaceful. (laughs) I was just trying to scream in unison, don't, like, be careful, don't fall. Yeah, he was actually pushing Lando back up the thing. Trying to push Lando back up, yeah. (laughs) It's pretty great. And I I did enjoy that. And then the ending is pretty great, too, of just, like, Mm -hmm. bringing in Book of Boba Fett to be like, ow. Oh, he's back again. I'm sure everything will be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hi. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I, I do love like and this is the sort of c3po magic that i think is oh yes storytelling where it's like i've not been able to talk to anyone i'm not sure there's any that this is the starlight speaking i'm not i'm not sure there's any intelligent you know yeah. or a sentient species in the galaxy that can talk to me and then all of a sudden it's like i'm c3po human cyborg relations like you imagine he's just <laughs> yeah. tiny and he's like just from the sail barge talking well, to I, it's not is it, that was a great bit it, that was a great part of it but it yeah. but my favorite oh, part so of it's cool. not it's not from when he's a sail barge when he's it's stuck when he's sand. upside down in the sand he's talking through the sand to the sarlacc 
So next, but even before that, no, is he, no, is he I'm pretty sure it's just oh, okay. when he's just when he's but I around the Isn't there hand waving where he's talking with his hands? To the oh no, no, when he's literally, no, I was like, I need to rewatch these. No, scenes. I think like actually, I think you're right. There's like Grant. I think so oh, okay. he does. His yeah. hands. Sarlacc's like he's speaking to me with hand gestures. Or yeah. Something. Oh right, right, right. But when he actually like literally starts speaking out loud, is when he's upside down in the sand. So next time you watch Return of the Jedi, yeah. and you see C three PO upside down in the sand, he's having a conversation with the Sarlacc at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go it was a good bit it was also another yeah. really sad moment he's like we're gonna be best friends forever and he's like nope bye bye <laughs> there's also another tough ending and this starts on uh, like a kind of trend in the endings where it's like oh. they like the character says something and you know in the very next moment that they that's when they blow up <laughs> yeah and this is like the beginning of that when it's uh he's like oh i like coughed up the bounty hunter the bounty hunter like or the guy with the, the armor i think he calls yeah, both yeah. that like mm-hmm, a, a sharp object or a sword and then uh then he's like oh he's standing at the edge of the pit or i thought he i thought he was free and he was happy now and then i guess he doesn't like me and like throws it you know they blow it up or whatever or it comes with he comes with the, uh, yeah, the ship comes, right yeah he's, he's like oh he's back i'm sure everything will be fine yeah <laughs> That was just tough. Um, All right, you guys are gonna take the next one because I don't, oh. I don't remember the next one. Isn't that weird? And I love Jason okay. Fry. Yeah, there's a few I don't remember. We'll skip. This, we'll skip a few. This must have been. This must have been. So which ones? I, I listened to this. This is uh, this is Colonel's Tusks. Yeah. This was. This is actually in my top two here. I think or top three for me. Like, I gotta go back. It seems right in my alley. Blew but... my mind. This is this is the the sim Allo, uh the Mike Johnson of the Empire. <laughs> um and the the acolytes the beyond mm-hmm. uh this is the guy who basically you know they're growing corn he comes from the oh, planet Simalu. sorry uh, really dropped cool. yeah no this was yeah sate pestage similu janus grijatus and ars dangor yeah the three guys in the hat yes. the four guys in the hats that like, yeah, follow yeah. behind the emperor i loved this one this is so good this is jason fry um, yeah and this great. is great this is Yeah. and husks uh this is so good this one is incredible basically sim allo gets a flashback to his past fighting with the republic and basically like sells some guy out on his farm and and basically throws him in like uh, a silo of kernels yeah and and oh i remember that now it's like as you as you go into the kernel it's like marbles it like crushes you and like like, uh, yeah oh yeah and then he's vile he's vile and like really Because I love all those nameless characters and the like entourage around the emperor, and but these guys never get any time in the sun. You know, we've had we've got some um, other bits from in aftermath about um, the guy with the horns, and then the bald woman and the things. I'm sorry, their names are escaping me right now. Uh, Is that Masameda? Masameda. uh, Oh, the person we thought was for sure going to show up in Andor and never did. Yes, because they name name checker. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyways, but these four you sort of see, and they're just these like Slymore. Slymore, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I'm like, I, Grant's clearly looking something up. We I'm also like, have Saint what Pestage, Kren Blista Vance, Avani, Kren Blista Vani. Who I, I have like I these people. They even uh, Jason Fry even goes into this. Jason Fry also did the the atlases and the, yeah. the galactic maps books, and he has built out so yeah. much of this. The, the yeah. world building galaxy and the regions and the, you know, hyperlanes and all that sort of stuff. Uh, apparently, um, uh, uh, I think Blista Vance was navigating or, or uh, basically creating hyperlanes within the deep core. Yeah. 
And then um, Sim and Greed Jadis, they had spent years hunting Sith artifacts. Yes. It sort of goes into what they do, which I was yeah. like, this is so cool. Jason Fry is, is fleshing this out. Yeah. And, sort and of, Ars Dangor yeah. did something as well. I thought he was doing something with trade or finance or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Imperial agriculture industry yeah. and that sort of, he kind of had the numbers down on like, or I guess he was thinking about labor. Yeah, he's he he's the, like the one that's like the architect of which worlds to exploit for what resources. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I adore this. I adore this. And I, this is such a good short story. This is like, yeah, riveting. for me, this like, is like, like lore, just like chili. It's just like this delicious, thick, like lore chili with like each bite is better than the last. And um, yeah. I love like Similu makes a good, like a good argument for why uh, he should be the the heir apparent to the to the Empire um, after right. the Emperor dies. And he wants to build this. Lex- is it an argument or more of like like he's listed the people that have a chance but he's like i'm a better prospect like I yeah that's like what I'm... i mean he he makes a good case for yeah. why he's the best prospect yeah. he's like i know where all the the bodies are yeah. buried i'm the one that's able to separate the you know the the corn from the shaft like the yeah. wheat from the shaft the wheat from yeah. the shaft but he shaft. uses the kernels shaft. from shaft. the something yeah he has a different term yeah. for it but um yeah i thought that was great and then but the whole thing was like he wants to leave it to his daughter um, after him, like he was like already grooming his daughter for this. Um, yeah, Alinko Alice. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and uh, you know, and obviously they all get blown up on the Death Star. Um, yep. And it, you know, yeah, he goes, he goes, you know, uh, he talks about the Empire, Emperor and 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 the, who could um, succeed him, and he's like, he couldn't live forever, and only Holonet loons peddled convoluted conspiracy <laughs> theories but an air. And I was like, I was like, the sequels question. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if I explained the sequels to someone, they'd be like, what? Yep. Like, um, and uh, then he goes over each candidate, and he's like, Ameda, like Mas Ameda, antique alien bureaucrat. Vader, a crude goon who inspires fear, but nothing else. Jerdrod, a technocrat, too dim to realize that that the delays on the Death Star had already destroyed his prospects. Elon Musk, what? Yeah, and then <laughs> sorry, just... it was just that was that was really fun stuff. Um, yeah, that, that's what I was I talking love, about. That was like my stuff. favorite. That was one of my favorite parts about it. And then yeah, and then like a beautiful story about his past and what a terrible, terrible part. Like he willingly yeah. exploited his own his own planet was just like yeah let's yeah he like sold someone out and then his planet got just totally mined to shreds and then like it's uh, no it's uninhabited now yep. and his people were were expelled from yeah, the planet he killed, like, like he was like pl- claimed to be this like long-term farmer this like down-home man and then just like exploited his whole farm sold out his whole farm killed all his neighbors killed everything he grew up in like just to get himself ahead and you know uh, yeah i mean he's if you know it's making me think of certain real life pol- political things uh, going on mm. right now and certain people in Congress. But uh, yeah, mm. like, yeah, th- he's yeah. terrible. And if he's you're spotting him in the film, uh, Arz Dabgor, he has the blue hat that looks like a Vel- Veltaven rain gourd. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Jason Fry does give you enough to sort of like, oh, there's the, we know who that guy is with that yeah. hat. And like, he's kind of really tries to isolate. Each I, one. I had to look it up on. Um, um, Wikipedia. They they're they just look like a bunch of wrinkly old guys. Yeah, in, yeah. In funny yeah, purple outfits, the they're not very yeah. distinct, and it's so which makes this all the more right a uh, a triumph in that he, he gave distinct personalities and jobs to all these people. It's fun. Mm-hmm. This this was the sort of one where uh, I think Sim Allo's like you know talking about the the great power of the Death Star, and he's like, 
you know, with the Death Star, who who could challenge Coruscant? And kind of like talking about imperial power centralizing out of Coruscant. Yeah. And I, that notion is so fascinating to me. And to return to that after the prequels would have been almost like this beautiful rhyming, like the, a wonderful echo of sort of, you know, what, what happened there. And even yeah. how maybe like the most uh, organized sort of government is also evil and corrupt in, in many ways. And, and is not as good as this sort of utilitarian government that was just failing in all aspects of looking out for people in the outer rim and, and all other things. You know what I mean? It's like, I would love to see that, um, the dichotomy, honestly, like that would, that would be cool. And so this story in particular was like, I wish we had thought about return of the Jedi a lot more before jumping into a, a sequel. Yeah. You know, trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Um, Shall we move on? And I think these authors did think about that stuff. Um, the Light That Falls, Akima Don Bowman. Mm-hmm. This is Dagobah. This yeah. is the dragon the snake. The story of right. Bright Eyes. Bright yeah. Eyes, the dragon snake. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, a quote here. You know, so obviously he's like, you know, he's witnessing the balance and and just like, I love the first person um, from, yeah. a, of my, from a creature's point of view, we don't get that very often, yeah. but his view of Yoda is just heartbreaking. He's like, his like relationship with Yoda, just like they just had mutual respect. It's like a very glowing and accurate way of how, Yoda, like a second person view of Yoda of him just being awesome. And, um, but he said yeah. like, sometimes he'd sit on the curve of the gnarled tree roots, watching mm. her first experiences of the world with amusement. Other times he'd appear lost in his own sadness as if watching younglings was something he hadn't done in a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was tough because the whole planet sort of goes into, this yeah. is actually like, if it was in like empire is a masterpiece, but like, if you added this sort of idea that like the planet falls into chaos when Yoda dies and like animals yeah. start lasting out at each other, it would, it would just enhance the art. Yeah. It would just enhance that movie even more. So uh, it's not, it, it's just in this story. So I, I you know, yeah. I, please read this. Like you will get, it's, you get so yeah. much just out of Dagobah and the planet and the idea of why Yoda went there. And even in, from a certain point of view, I think the next chapter we'll discuss is, Dagobah is just like it, you really understand that like this is a powerful planet. Yeah, this is a planet. Like, and you get it in the movie, but it's like it's just expounded upon. Yeah. Well, and and you get it. Like, I remember as a kid watching like Empire in particular and being like Dagobah felt like a scary place, right? Like, just yeah. it, it was very much like a lot of scary things in there, but just like I just love the idea of Yoda's presence there took everything down a bit, right? Mm. And you almost want, yeah. like, a story or, like, a thing where, like, Luke goes back to to Dagobah and it's just this unrelenting, horrible place now that he's gone, right? right. Of just, and the, like, the dark entity in the cave has, like, taken yeah. over, is, like, unchecked. Yeah, it'd be fascinating, yeah. right, to yeah. just have revisit Dagobah. I love that both yeah. of these, from a certain point of view, gave a personality to the dark entity in the cave, and um, mm-hmm. and it was consistent from book to book, and they, you know, there was synergy there, because it's sort of, yep. it's fascinating. I mean, it's it be, the cave becomes a character, and um, yeah. yeah, totally. It's, it's pretty cool. And that darkness is now seeping out, right, because yeah. Yoda's gone. Yeah. They, and then that was established in the Empire Strikes Back book, where, yeah. They sort of have a mutual understanding. It's an unmovable, you know, unmovable yeah. presence and an unrelenting force. The dragon, the dragon snake is also sort of an analogy for the dark side in a lot of ways. At the very end of this short story, mm-hmm. um, 
As a dragon snake, there was only one thing Bright Eyes could do. It was what her kind had always done for all the time they'd existed. She would retreat to the shadows and wait. That was how she'd learn. That was how she'd keep herself from going hungry. Whatever was coming, she would find a way to adapt. Patience was her strength, after all. And she swam away from the edge of the swamp, and the light vanished from the hut in the final time. Twilight had fallen on Dagobah, bringing the darkness with it. I was like, this is the Sith, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know? and that, that's what yeah. happens when the dark side takes over, right? Yeah, it's it's an analogy, it's a metaphor, it's it's yeah. all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah when the yeah when the darkness takes over the light. Yeah, and yeah, also the ethos really of cool the dark stuff. side. Um, yeah, it's kind yeah. of beautiful. Great stuff. This this next truly beautiful. The next uh, short story from a certain point of view. This is actually one of those beautifully written. I thought short stories this is yeah. the obi-wan short story. The, yeah the the yeah. Yeah, the titular short right. story of all yeah of them. yeah right and it's just a masterpiece honestly who's the author mm-hmm. of this one this is alex jennings alex okay. jennings yeah yeah name sounds familiar uh, yeah um <clears throat> yeah i mean i thought really straightforward interpretation like nothing really shocking here the obi-wan we see it's like verging on apotheosis obi-wan but it's still really that sort of self-doubt obi-wan which i was kind of surprised um to feel um but it was it was nice to get so we also get like what it was like for obi-wan to pass into yes i wrote that yeah yeah that was what it was like for him to die die. yeah Yeah. chopped in the flank by vader yeah and how he just immediately does not feel it and drifts into the nether realm of the force yeah and like pulls um, himself up out of a nosedive into like the void and then like and and yeah surrender like he's like i instantly yeah. surrendered himself and this is stuff again relating back to the first um for, your preparations have proven effective will we want yeah 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 it is good indeed to see you again old yeah. friend like you you get some qui-gon right here. and that that's a direct yeah. reference back to the first uh, new yeah. hope certain point of view where they speak on tatooine and He's and Qui-Gon's training Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan sort of going through these exercises to sort of go right to the brink of death, um, but not yep. get past it. Um, so that was cool. It's described very similarly. This is where I think the authors are talking to each other, given that it's it's described in a very similar manner to to Brotherhood, which we'll get to at yeah. the end um, mm-hmm. in terms of like he just to become the force ghost or to become visible to those in the living w- world. Like he he basically he's trying to talk to Luke. He's trying to get back and, and talk yeah. to someone. And I love that he has yeah, access. And sort of, sort of wants to do the same. Yes. Thing. I love that he, you know, you said like, yeah, he has to concentrate on a certain time too, because he can, yep. he sees past, present and future. Can, and yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. boy, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's neat. The other thing is like, I, does this, this, I'm not wrong. This continues the conversation between Luke and yes. Ben or Luke and Obi-Wan past where we see it in the movie, which I thought was fascinating, yes. right? Like, because we cut before that, but we get like, he, you get the line, that's how he defeated your father yes. without a battle. Yes. Like, that's, like, not, that's not in the, the film. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. And just at the end, it was very sweet of just like where he looks kind of like he looks like Luke sees him kind of thinking. And yeah. And Luke asks, what is it, Master? And Obi-Wan says, it's just. It's so good to see you, Luke. I should have said that before. Yeah. <laughs> it, that I like started to tear up there. And it was just a nice moment, so and just good. and then Ben, am I am I ready for this? And Obi Wan just says, "Trust in the Force, Luke, and in yourself," which is just a nice little moment, yeah. right? So yeah, which we so rarely get, right? It's always trust in the Force. The Force will be with you, but also this like this moment of trusting in yourself, right. I think, is important. Because Obi Wan comes well. to the revelation that he's like, you know what? They're better 
you know, like both Leia and Luke are better than Anakin and they, they're going to make better choices. Yeah. They, you know, and this is echoed again in brotherhood, but he's like, they are the best of both of their parents. Um, and they are. Yeah. Um, and that is sort of in real life too, right? Like you always hope to the next generation yeah. always sort of improves a little. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the direct quote is is Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan's realization. Uh, there was a great deal of Anakin in him, but he had inherited mainly Anakin's best qualities. Obi-Wan hadn't killed Anakin Skywalker, but neither had Vader. The best of them lived on in Leia and Luke, right? Yeah, that's in Brotherhood, right? Yeah. yeah. That's this one. No, no, that's in, oh, that's, that's this, one? in this story. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. And this is the one, too, that also brings on like Obi-Wan um, thinking about the events of Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. right? Like they they do bring yeah, in his... it all together, yeah. Yeah, that which was, is nice. Dude, which that was powerful stuff. I, I was, I, I, yeah. I will always say I was the 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 person who just didn't want the Obi Wan Kenobi series. I really didn't want yeah. it. It ruined my head canon. And then uh, I think it might be my favorite uh, Disney Plus series because I'm like it did something I didn't know I needed, which is like explain how we get from, uh, you know, you're my brother, you know, mm-hmm. moment to like apotheosis. Yeah. Uh, uh, Obi Wan at the very end of that series of just like I that that moment of confrontation between Vader and Obi Wan in the Kenobi series I think is is worth it like I I think it does add to it and not in a handholdy way of just like it brings a furiosity you know, and a sort of rabid nature yeah. to Anakin's hatred for Obi Wan which I thought was extremely powerful but yeah yeah but there's also like a loving moment um, weirdly in 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 that series where he's just like you didn't kill Anakin. I did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is just like, it seems at first when I heard that line, I was just like, oh, is that just like, that's, that's, that's giving you the retconning the out of calling him Darth and doing all these, all these statements that he tells Luke. But it's also just like, I like Anakin believes that. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a moment of two of just, and also there's part of me is just like, and we'll get to it. we we'll talk about brotherhood eventually. It's just like, is that the little bit of Anakin that's left? Like giving Obi Wan a moment of grace, right? Like this weird yeah. thing of like it's a moment of hatred, but part of me watches that going is like, is Vader actually is Anakin actually peeking back out for a second and giving his brother like an excuse? That's that's like, that's, that's Anakin's me. whole yeah. thing. The whole like uh, his sort of will, his feeling like an outsider and his will to triumph is is remarked upon in this chapter, yeah. and you sort of feel that when he's like, I'm the one who killed Anakin Skywalker. He still has to be a hero, and so, he still has to be the triumph. He still has to win in in with. Whenever he's yeah. in an interaction with Obi Wan, yeah. he has to yeah. win in some way. He has to have yeah. the leverage or the high ground, if you will. And I loved in this when in when you know he goes, Anakin has always felt himself an outsider, set apart from his allies, destined to fall or triumph alone. Luke saw himself not as a hero or a martyr, but as one thread in the tapestry of life. He intuitively understood himself as an expression of the Force, drew his power from it, not in great drafts but in small, careful sips, taking only as much strength as he needed for the task at hand. I was like, this is one. I was like, this is the difference between Anakin and Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Is yep. Luke takes what yep. he needs when he needs it. And Anakin is just trying to win the day and take as much as possible. Yep. Credit on the hollow news, whatever, you know, anything he can get. He, he wants to be the poster boy. He wants to be the hero. We'll get to brotherhood. I cannot wait. <laughs> um, we got to get past this one. Uh, no contingency, Fran Wilde. The Mon Mothma, uh, Mothma one. Mon Mothma, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, we get to Mon Mothma going rogue. Oh, yeah, on a, it, I mean, there was real yeah. tension it, in this, like the whole time. Naria, Naria Bothan in sight. Oh, I know, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I was looking I for it. I was Many like, Bothans we're gonna get Bothans in this one for sure. 
guys grant will be happy one day what, like one is day. that that yep. gonna be our next t-shirt just gonna be like free the bothans like <laughs> yeah give us yeah. bothans give us bothans or give us and or season two i have a good feeling guys I have is that feeling. what they're keeping the bothans gritty he already said he was gonna prepare to be he was like i'm gonna add aliens i was like well the first one let me tell yeah. you about these espion clandestine lacare aliens they're called the bothans yeah yeah right? i mean someone should be like you want some untread territory tony like bothans bro yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're right there, like yeah. sitting there. Actually, this is exciting because if we can do all the Bothans, then the Bothans will be fantastic yeah. forever. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, so this was EX courier droids and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, the High, was, High Republic mm-hmm. connection that yep. shoehorned in. Yep. But this is like, yeah, from the phase two, the earliest, you know, um, High Republic writings we have and um, how they used to, like, yeah, like in real time just send courier droids through the galaxy which is like bonkers to even think about um, right and yeah, yeah and so she used some of this old tech that I, yeah it was a great use of it um this has like an action beat for mon oh, yeah. too which it is, does so yeah, i was like cool yeah. finally like, yeah, out cool an imperial probe droid by hand how big is this probe droid is that, are these the smaller ones that like roll with the Inquisitor, no. Inferno Those Squadron, are... or is this like no? I no, big... these, these are, are like full, full size, size, man. Yeah, she just like stabs yeah. it with like a helmet shard yeah. or something in the yeah, eye. Yeah. Okay, and I was so, like, yeah. well, I'm like, <laughs> like you're probably not even gonna blind it, and at worst, it might explode inside a pressurized cabin. Like, yeah, right? I, I don't know. There's, yeah. yeah, it was. I was actually like, I'm like, I know she survives. But... I know she survives. And like this whole thing, I'm like, she is gonna die. Like. Even the way like right? she's fretting yeah. for most of the story. It's just like her fretting yep. and being like, this is so wrong. And she's trying to talk herself into it. And it's just like, it's just like all this lead up and it creates all this yeah. tension. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And the, the like the stupid pilot droid. I'm like, oh, that thing is going to get you killed. Um, mm. Yeah. It was like, it was like horror for me. Yeah. And, yeah. and it did a good job, right? Because usually I'm very somewhat immune to that stuff where I'm like, this is a prequel. We know right. she gets out of this. Right. But I was really swept yeah. up in it. Right. And I kept going, Oh boy, this is tricky. How's she going to get out of this one? Um, but the probe droid stuff, you know, I mean, Oh yeah, Ben, you were there. Like, just like, I didn't have much respect for those things until the rise of the resistance yeah. ride at Disney. When like a full size probe droid comes down and you're like, Oh, that thing is. Terrifying. Yeah. It's very big. Yeah. It's very large. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. head is like, you know, it's like three feet in diameter. It's it's terrifying. Yeah. It's got a lot of arms. Who knows what those yeah. arms do? Nothing it's good. all yeah. It's very upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that this was called no contingency, and it was like mm-hmm. the rebellion is about hope and luck, and you know, threading the needle that that single yeah. shot. You know, it's like it's it's for me. I, I love that theme, and that sort of carries forward with a few of these stories. Like going to assault the the Death Star too is like. You know, yeah. that's that scene is just a total suicide. Yeah, mission. it's all the but, uh, all the chips in the center of the table. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's they've come a long way from Rogue One, like you know, version. Um I love there's a Luthan Rail name drop in here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, what would yep. Luthan think? I'm like, oh man, like can't you just say I mean, yeah. So what would Luthan No it leaves it has to yeah. leave it broad? Gosh, but, I wish yeah. Luthan Rail wasn't sipping cocktails on a beach somewhere. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, it does not sound like he's I'm totally alive. Luthan Rail. What would <laughs> yeah. he do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did not die tragic. Yeah. Tragic, or uh, well, I no triumphantly. I'm gonna say he got a triumphant yeah. death. But oh yeah. man, love me. All for right, some. let's move on. I think we we got what 20 more to go here. Uh, 
Uh, no, we're, we we got like 25. Okay. More right. We're, we're going, not even at the halfway quick. mark. We'll, we'll go a little faster now because we've covered a lot. We, 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 get to we can talk a little more or, or is this part one of a two-part episode? <laughs> anyway, we'll keep moving on. All right. The Burden of Leadership, Danny Lore. Uh, this is a Lando tale. Yeah. Uh, Lando's got, cool. Like, Lando's cool. <laughs> yeah, Lando's cool. No, no notes. notes. <laughs> yeah. I, no, it's, it's, it was well-written, but again, it was one of those things where it's just like, um, I, I we get Lando. Right, a we couldn't later get on. a nine nub like um, chapter. We had to get a Lando chapter. Oh, we do. We get some nine not nub first person. No, but not like a nine nub uh, centric chapter. We don't yes. get a nine nub. Centric he's in a few of these, but he's always that. like the yeah. right hand man. Bomar Monk and nine nub are missing. Yeah. Like, listen, stuff. Lando needs to get a chapter, but I think he's got two or three. And I'm just saying, give one to Nine Nub. Like you could even shoehorn him, in, him I mean, into some other chapter. You give his backstory. Why is he in the Falcon? Like what? You know, how does he get there? That's so yeah. weird. How that not? Like okay, it's okay. we'll talk about I'm it. I'm glad you're. We as, get a lot yeah. of. We get a lot of pilots and yeah. a lot of troopers coming up. I, I get ready to speed. I, those all blend together for me. So we can get just, get ready to speed right. round those. Let's see how many we can speed say. round. Yeah. yeah, I I could, and they're all well written. But I feel like we could knock some of those out to give a nine nub. I didn't know it was missing, and now I am upset. Yeah, it's it's all right. Um, but this is yeah. great. This this really proves that Lando's a leader. Like whatever yeah. he does, yeah. he knows what to say, even at the Sabak table, even with uh, a Corimix, Cor- this Dracellian uh, yeah. pilot who he's trying to get to yeah. get on uh, with Gold Squadron. Uh, he's just a born leader, and so he's it, this is just a great chapter, sort of highlighting and how more he's so great. right more so than Han because. Yeah. Like Han is mostly there for Leia and Luke and the connections he made. And this book really goes out to like Lando's just there because it, I guess he feels like it's the right thing to do, which is just an odd, interesting thing for that character, right? Of just like, yeah. he's just, he's, he's always sort of he's just there. floated on the wave of like where, you know, he's always making the best of a bad situation. He had a good thing going there, but he sort of organically <laughs> yeah. fell into, you know, into the rebellion and all these people yeah. followed him and he's like, well, yeah. this is just the next thing I've got to do. Yeah, and he was great at it because he is a leader. Yeah. Uh, All right, we're going to the speeder chase, uh, guys. Speeder bike. Woo! Yeah. Oh, this is a great story. Uh, gone to the winner's circle. Uh, Patricia A. Jackson loved this yeah, story. Yeah, this story too. <laughs> Absolutely loved this story. Yeah. Uh, Rab, Cro- Cro- uh, Rab, 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 crap. Sikoran expat, crap. number one ranked professional no. racer on the inner rim. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Joined the uh, Ghost Lancers Elite Company on the Sanctuary Moon of Endor. Uh, this is the this is the scout trooper that best Luke in the side by side, sort of parallel uh, uh, the fight or, or a scuffle, yeah. and then uh, yeah, crash into a tree in the front of his speeder bike. Yeah. Off and, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I love that they are like this guy's good, and like it'll make the next time I watch Return, I'm gonna look for this dude because they do like. I mean, that's the yeah. whole fun part of that scene, right? Is how how deft and adroit they are at piloting these things. Yeah. And I love how we got actual speeds like between 400 and 450 oh, kilometers right. per hour. That is f- yeah. fast. Slide. That's like really 120 miles per hour through like a, and, um, through a forest. That's insane. Dense, dense forest with non force users yeah. being able to do no, this, wait, which is, which is wild. That's like 240 that's, miles no. per hour. Yeah. That's yeah, really, really fast. fast. Yeah. I think that's closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, and the other thing is like one of my favorite things is they explain in it why he doesn't go flying off when the thing starts spinning. Did you catch that? Yes. Like, yeah, it was like centrifugal force. Yeah, centrifugal like, force. And I'm like, I'm like, 
and it's something else where I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of explains because otherwise he should just go spinning off. Oh, that's thing right. Spinning around. But they do have like a little moment of just like, and, yeah. and this was happening. So that's why he yeah, didn't go spinning science, off. And I'm like, all right. And, and like, know. maybe science doesn't work yeah. that way. But for the sake of the story, science works that way. So his his boots like, aren't, his no boots aren't like hooked in under the pedals or no. No, there's a whole weird, there's like yeah. a full paragraph explaining why he doesn't go flying off. And I'm like, as a science nerd, I didn't even need that. Like, I'm yeah. like, it's fine. All right, we got the Ewok village next. These are two Ewok yeah, yeah. stories in a row. We have One Normal Day yep. by Mary Kenny and then Divine Intervention by Paul Crilly, yeah. I believe. I mean, yeah. so yep. they're just beautiful stories. There's not much to say here. I mean, except it's a yeah. great POV of Wicket in the first one um, and some really cool uh, Logre sort of behind the scenes political maneuvering. <laughs> and Logre is also a, yeah. he's force sensitive, right? Um, so, he's a self-assured shaman yeah. he sort of thinks this is all his doing the coming of the golden one right and all that stuff. right and he yeah. has this sort of malevolent plan to retain power because there's some up jumped um people that are you know questioning you know in a wartime what to do but he does he gets a moment where he actually like sinks into the force like he definitely communes with the natural force and then the like mm-hmm. the living force as well and um, yeah. I thought that was this really one cool. Was so There's fun. a couple little yeah. splatters of like force users around here that I didn't sort of expect to see. And um, this was one that was great. And like they do worship the golden, you know, the golden one. And you find out about their god yeah. and then the golden one. Yeah, I thought C3PO, if you watch Return of the Jedi, you almost feel like C3PO is what they think is a god. But yeah. it, it turns out he's just almost like an effigy or, or connected to the their, the god that they already believe in. Yeah. So it's like, it was cool to kind of steep in that. Yeah. I thought that lore was the shaman Logre. Yeah, Logre. So th- there was one, yeah. it's like one line. He's like, he's, he was everything Logre had ever imagined. A figure glowing with yeah. inner glory. A god who radiated light from his eyes. A god who yeah. tripped on a tree root, falling face first into the undergrowth. <laughs> oh my, someone help, I've fallen over. And he's just like, and then like shortly thereafter, Logre is yeah. like, uh, you're not, yeah. you're, you're not him. And I, I like, I love that they did that where it's like, listen, mm-hmm. that yes, they believe in God, and, but they are definitely not stupid. Um, and he was able to see that, but then like, he did have that moment that flipped and he's like, well, these people, this could be a sign from our actual deity. Like that, you know, maybe there is something good yeah. here and, um, that, you know, maybe this is actually a sign from the, the real golden one. And let's just let this play out. And, um, that was super great. Um, yeah those two those two short stories back and wicked meeting leia like just just that whole setup was just so good um nor the buy nor wexley nor wexley Wexley. so this is another this temin is back there on akiva she's thinking about him this is all about a sort of a mother going to fight in the final battle and sort of what that sort of conflict, you know, of the mind and of the soul and yeah. of the heart and it, tough and stuff. It's a, I mean, this is the lost chapter of Chuck Wendig's um, aftermath series. This is, you know, yeah. we get Temin yeah. thinking yeah. about her, like Temin's POV at this time. Um, yeah. And then now we see the flip side of it and sort of what she's going through. Yeah. Um, and she gets. Does Lando hit on Nora? Oh, one? yeah. I mean, she's, she's breathing. <laughs> Lando right? hits on every. <laughs> Lando hits on everyone yeah. and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's yeah. Um that's his um that's how he shows 
appreciation or affection or connection. Like I don't know. That's his love language is is constantly. This is where you everything. get all the liquor drops in this 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 yeah. uh, mm-hmm. short story. You get the calamari zinfar. Oh, which is this is great to have pilots playing like cards yeah. and drinking say, before the war, the 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 trench warfare or the you know the landing. Like it's just it's just a. I don't know why I love the pilot stuff so much, but yeah. I do. Like, I, it's just, it's, right. it's just. I think it's from reading like it's, it's from reading Rebel uh, or uh, Rogue Squadron was like one of my first forays into reading yeah. the EU. That I think I just so imprinted I just, on I me. I love that scene because Akbar is such a G. He, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He donated that he's bottle. Like, they like look over and he's like hanging out with, with like Mon Mothma still doing work. And he's like the only one looking over and he's just like, yeah, I got, I got you, you guys. Like you guys deserve this. Yeah. Lando pulls out a bottle, a bottle of calamari Zinfar for the table, basking in the impressed whistles from Nora and Zerka tune from the Admiral. He says with a small nod across the atrium to where Akbar sits with Mon Mothma and general Modine, uh, Madine, a tactical diagram visible on the table, their heads together in deep concert. But he's just like, he knows what's yeah. up. That guy knows what's up. I just, I, covered I didn't him. think I could love Akbar more, but that was like such a G move. I was like, way to go. They talk about Clivian, which is, is that, is that short for the, the calamari? Is that another name for the calamari Zinfar? I took that as another drink altogether. It was kind of like, um, yeah, it was kind of like some moonshine or some like something that they had in like other no, the Clivian. So that else. comes from the Aftermath series. Um, hobby. Okay, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hobby, and, yeah, hobby the droid where they, they serve it out. No, of, ho- yeah, hobby was. Um, I think it, he was. No, actually, no. It's not. It's pilots. from the. It's. I'm sorry. It. He. he Mister Bones, I think, from the aftermath. Mr. No, Bones um, I, I was. I said aftermath when I meant Alphabet Squadron, but it wasn't Alphabet Squadron. Hobby. It was from the um, certain point of view. Empire Strikes Back. Hobby was. Okay. Uh, what's right. his name? Wedge Antilles. Uh, I think fi- uh, co-pilot in the like snow speeders. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. And is a very big character in rogue squadron. Yeah. Okay. And That's he, right. yeah. So yeah. he was brewing yeah. this, like, it's like literally made from like fuel. <laughs> like it's yeah. his drink and it's like not, you know, it's, it's, it's hooch just like made um, there. And uh, yeah. They pass that around too, yeah. right? Yeah, they're drinking everything yeah. that night. Like you get, it's a great. And they're drinking Karelian Rith, Rishkat, Rishkate, Rishkate. Sure, Rishkate. Yeah. Or... I mean, this is the big fight, Rishkate. right? It's all everyone's emptying their stores. It was beautifully written. It was so fun to to read. And that drink is, a, is that about celebrating life? And they're going to their deaths. Yeah. I was like, that's super yeah. poetic. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. It felt very true of 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 you know of people going into war knowing that this is the yeah. this is the final it's battle and even we come out vic- even we come out victorious most of us yeah. aren't coming out yeah yeah um, yeah and then the next book the next story uh, the man who captured Luke Skywalker oh. we get a super light med- meditation on um, <laughs> a parable of the Force uh, as as religion <laughs> like just- oh, oh this is Commander El uh, Igor. Yep. And he yeah. takes the lightsaber from Luke and walks with him, you know, yeah. to Vader. Uh, and you yeah. sort of get this conversation with with about the Jedi. Basically, yeah. his view of the Jedi. Do you have this Can outline, you? Adam? Because I have, I have, I have, I have two quotes. I have his quote. Yes, which I think is funny. 
So the Jedi way yes, is I madness. Have if the if the Force wants you to kill a Chancellor, you kill a Chancellor. If it wants you to hurt a child, you hurt a child. If it wants you to die, you die. It is destiny as a devouring mouth. We need a new world, clear and orderly and free, shaped by words and deeds and will and choice, not destiny and ancient magic. That is the galaxy we have built. Yeah. Um, compelling. And I have Luke's, so if you want to you know what people response? think about Yeah, it is compelling, right? Yeah. yeah. This time in the galaxy. Like, this is what people think. This is what some people think of the Jedi. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it, I, it makes it's, sense. It's yeah. logical. From their, yeah, point, from of their view. point of view. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it makes sense. And that, yeah, I just thought that was actually probably the best empire argument I've heard so far. Um, right. And it's from someone who served in the Clone Wars and was led in battle by a Jedi yeah. who he saw did not have much military experience and, and shouldn't have led them on this quote unquote suicide mission. But but then Luke has like the perfect response, which is just you talk as if the galaxy is made of separate things, as if nothing binds you and me, this tree, that rock or your empire and the Republic from which it grew your empire and Vader and the Jedi. The will of the force is the power of choice. All choices, the choices of the living and the dead. Back on Celis Four, you say no soldier would have ever served beside, uh, whoever served beside, would have led that charge. You should have died there, but you did not. What is that if not yeah. destiny? Right? Like I just love that response. Yeah, such a Luke yeah. He moment. couldn't let it go. Luke was like quiet for a minute, and then he had to bust that out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That that was nice. Really good. Uh, then we have it's a trap. Oh, you know what? I couldn't read this because uh, my Kindle just like it was like illegible. Oh, was it fun? I've got the. It was great. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, weirdly, my thing, my audiobook did still read this out loud to me, even though if I started to look at the picture, it would freak out. Oh, really? And, and break break my Kindle. So I just had to listen to it and then go back and look at the pictures. It was very strange, but it seemed good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was short. It was. It was fun. It was. It was a lot of the same lines from the film, but then he he's just talks about how he all of these people are under him he he has to do his best to sort of keep them alive and yeah struggle with leadership yeah it's good Way stuff the world. great art uh the impossible flight of ash angels uh marike nijkamp i might be pronouncing that wrong but okay, uh this is about uh arvel crinid arvel crinard yeah uh crinard yeah crinard this was a good one. This is another one where I, just the pilot pieces that are coming up, I kind of they'll blend together because yeah. I read a bunch of them in a row. But this is yeah. the A wing yeah, pilot. Yeah, the A wing pilot. Um, and yeah, and falls in love. And it was just this, it's, again, kind of film noir y, um, sort of like love brought me back and I didn't want any of this, but now here we are and I got to do it for, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's nice. It's like it gives a little backstory to the, it's the it's yeah. the it's if you're curious from the from the movie, it's the pilot that drives directly into the uh, <laughs> the bridge, right? Of the uh, of oh, the execution. That's yes. the pilot. Yeah, the yeah, right. Piet. Yeah, the Piet. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. That takes out Piet. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, then we have uh, ending protocol by Hannah Witt. Hannah Witt. This is uh, um, Riz. Yep. Riz. Yeah. This was a yep, great. Yeah. This was a great short too. Um, uh, I I just love all when you're highlighting troopers and you're highlighting the empire and yeah. sort of just the the nameless soldiers in there. It, it's yeah, fun. There yeah. Was, so she was another character that I felt was force sensitive as well. Um, there was a couple times yeah, where okay. she had sort of visions of what was going on and and you know had certain calls that that drove her. <laughs> Though she had a pretty ignominious end, like she just sort of got gunned down um, by a couple yeah. of interceptors. Right? No. 
Wait. No, no. Isn't she the one who sacrificed herself, or not sacrificed, who turned herself into Leia? Yeah, Risen Leia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah who is down on, is, is on Endor patrolling. Oh, um, Riz. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, it's, I, no, there's so many of these, and that's the thing. We're in this yeah. part of the book where yeah. these are really well written, but we're jumping yes. through like all these like nameless soldiers and yeah. frontline also, people, so it's hard to Yes, to but also up. I yeah. think she is also Force-sensitive. <laughs> um, there's a couple times where yeah, <laughs> she definitely has you know those mm-hmm. moments, and it's like when she takes her helmet off, she's like alive again, and it's like there was something about like when she looked at Leia like that she just reacted and did all those things, and yeah, she, that was yeah, that was fun. It was like nice to see like someone who's just I, like yeah, you know the also starts yeah. the trend of like it's forgiveness and troopers sort of yeah. like turning at the last minute here as the Death Star is about to explode and does explode. You sort of see a lot of Imperials being like, "Oh, I can just leave all this behind." You see this at Jabba's palace yeah. too. I can just leave all this treachery and underworld behind. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And I, and I like it. There's a couple of moments in this is nice. I mean, the, the way they connect it is this is one of the storm stormtroopers that's there when Han is trying to hotwire the doors yeah. into the bunker. And she actually accidentally, and this might be where you think she might be force sensitive or will the force. She accidentally kicks the leg of the stormtrooper who shoots and only ends up hitting Leia's right. shoulder. Like she actually ends up doing that accidentally. Like it was like, it was like a was spur of the moment I can remember. Yeah. action she just made. She's like, I don't know why I did it, but I yeah. did that. Like, yeah. I think that she was conscious. Yeah. But she played it off like it was Will accidental, but, but it like wasn't. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then I like the fact that at the end, when she turns herself into Leia, it's yeah. not this like kumbaya moment of just like, oh, I'll forgive. And like she's like, I could like see that she didn't forgive me, but there may still be a place yeah. for me here, right? Like it's that reconciliation after war that's yeah. Really she's like, yeah, yeah, I've been here for a couple. Like she didn't shy away from anything, but she wasn't defiant about it. She's like, this yep. is the way it is, and you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was fun. Um, what do we have next? The last flight. Mm-hmm. By Allie Hazelwood. Um, mm-hmm. This was a, another red, a red squadron chapter. Yeah, yeah. This was um, Cela Cela Cot. Yeah, her name was. Oh, yeah. So this is the one that yep. ended up getting yep. gunned down by a couple interceptors. Like she kind of. Yeah, this is tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah um, it was great. No, it was great. It, there's there's a lot of other more deep lore in there. Um, fun stuff. Uh, but for the sake of time, we'll just keep moving on here. Uh, 20 and out by Lamar Giles. Oh man. This was the, the super laser yeah. operators with the, the funky helmets. Oh, oh uh, my God. Uh, so very tongue in cheek yeah. gag here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of yeah. People She's like, I got yeah. this crazy idea to make a million dollars. Safety <laughs> handrails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, so, but it does this thing where it it makes the joke of it, right? Where I'm like, nah, like I'm literally driving, going, yeah, yeah. cute. You know what I mean? Like, ah, yeah, 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 funny, funny, funny. We all we all know that joke. But then they do an in world explanation that's like so true of wartime societies, where he's just like, no, but listen, we're in war right now, so we're not thinking about this. But when war ends, these are the things that we start thinking about. Which I'm like, oh, that is that's true, true yeah. of society. Like, like it's so weird. Like his his, his if the empire had been successful. His crazy plan probably would have made him a multi-billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah. just, yeah. It was but, funny uh, that someone almost fell off of got blown a catwalk uh, also. Yeah. Like, just because of some, mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of great. Yeah. yeah. No, that was fun. It's fun, too, of them just thinking, of course, this is just another yeah. drill, right? Of just, I love when they talk about the size of the Death Star, of just talking about hemispheres. Like, I'm on yeah. this hemisphere. 
Like I, I will never see any of these people. I will never see, like, I'm not going to be invited to this thing and just, yeah, it's well done. Um, okay. Then we have the, uh, the ballad of Nanta, another Ewok story by Sarah Coon. Um, yeah. Oh my she wrote the yeah, yeah, Dr. Afra uh, audio. Yeah, <sighs> heart-rending, but yeah. still beautiful. Very beautiful, but like I so of course yeah. this is the thing that I cried at when I was a child and watched like <laughs> yeah. not Malakili, which I thought was sad on like but I, I that that's it's Malakili gets sadder as I get older. Yeah. <laughs> like that story. This is the one that as a kid where I was just like I would cry at this, yeah. I would cry at like in Son of Son of Kong when King Khan died, like uh, in his orphaned. Like I was like, I would cry at these things, literally, they just heartbreak me as a child. And then to be like a you know, 47 year old driving listening oh, to this and no, going, it's... Oh no, you don't this is the one that no. dedicated to Nanta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's beautiful, it's really beautifully written, but yeah. it's just so yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's touching. Uh and it really deepens the sort of lore of the, the Ewoks. I thought that was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um all right, here we go, Ben. Yeah, take it away. Then fall Sidious by Olivia Blake. <laughs> I mean, where do we? I, I was like, how, I'm like, how do I even? So, I mean, can we start with what this even is? Like, so this is the ten sure. seconds of him electrifying Luke Skywalker, but having like a mental conversation at Vader. Like Vader probably can't hear him, <laughs> but this is him just like pure feeding just, his like, hate, feeding his hate, yeah, and being like. And and just like the best, like so f you I've ever heard in my just like he's dancing on all their graves. I, I just it's and it and it comes out like a sonnet, like it's this beautiful poem of hate and vitriol that goes through like ten chapters and like no or yeah, like ten seconds. And four was like, and I'm gonna make you carry his body out of here. <laughs> like that was the whole one. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I love that I mean, one. Yeah, yeah, this is this is crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I'm yeah. all right. I've got. Ah, oh, God, one. Uh, instead of doing excerpts, I just want to talk about some of the themes. Okay, yeah, yeah, see that. In order. This yeah, might that's be what I mean, like excerpts. Reading. You can just read, listen to the audio book. The, the whole, whole thing is a quote. quote. Um, yeah. quote the whole he thing. first gets into like, yeah. the, 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 the great lie and the deception yeah. of how mm-hmm. everything has basically been, you know, the myth of Anakin Skywalker has basically been a, myth, yeah. you know, a, a great lie and deception that he's devised. He talks about love. We can we can we can talk about mm-hmm. that, but it, we can read that excerpt. But it just you it's what you it. think says thinks about love. Yeah. Talks about prophecy and a the lot lie about, of a prophecy. Yes. Oh yes, the fault. The oh, and prophecy. I mean that is the yeah. most heartbreaking to me of all. Like it's oh, it's crazy. It is like savage. I almost don't want to talk about it because people should read this. It's yep. insane. It's like so beautifully yep. written. Um, I really do think Olivia Blake just Olivia Blake crushed this. Uh, this yeah. This yeah. story talks about their relationship being a symbiotic relationship. Like uh, that theme sort of really yeah. gets expounded upon. Um, he then talks about the Jedi and the Jedi's, you know, uh, 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 how they've got, they got a right on attachment because he basically shares the same idea of yeah. love and attachment as they do. And he's like, Oh, they got that right. But again, this is almost like after the, after I read this entire thing, I was like, I just, I just saw Luke from the last Jedi being like, everything you just said was wrong. Yeah, like yeah. in my mind, I was mm-hmm. just like, you know, it's like everything yeah. Palpatine is alluding yeah, to. He's wrong. wrong, but it's awesome. <laughs> but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's awesome. Anakin and, being born a slave, oh, and he's always been a slave. Oh, just, just like it's he's so like to brutal. your last days. Like this is all you've ever. Oh, I mean, I can't even do it. Just it's is such beautiful prose. It's so, so good. Yeah, and then he talks it, about like uh, he alludes to another chosen one. Like if time goes on, there might be a chosen another chosen one. Um, yeah, he talks about just how That's, Vader's been lost this entire time as a theme. Like. He's just been he's just totally been lost. Um, 
And then when you really think about it, like I think on uh, the seventh second, uh, he talks about how he's been holding Vader back this entire yeah. time. Anakin was complaining yeah. about how the Jedi were holding him back. It was Palpatine was really holding him back like this entire time, like never allowing him ever to feel, you know, that the great powers of the ancient Sith Lords. Right? Yeah. He was he was never going to show him the dark side in that way. Yeah, yeah. ever, ever. This yeah. <laughs> so all of this was delivered in Sam Witwer doing oh, Palpatine, which, oh, which is, oh, he does I a really good a Palpatine. Clip or something, but I, yeah. I, I'm gonna it's go to worth sleep listening to it if you can get it. Wake up. It's really good. But like he's he's so good at it. But part of me is like listening to this going like because it goes on forever, and I'm like, how many glasses of water? Like how many takes was this? Because like like I can only imagine like Palpatine doing Palpatine for, for more oh. than ten seconds has to. Adam, I, I would read a second and I would take a breath and sort of like meditate yeah. on yeah. it. And then yep. read the next one. Like I took my time with this short yeah. story. Yeah, I hope he doesn't just the, barrel into each one. No, it is Palpatine taking joy in everything he's saying. Oh. Like it's like it's it's the uh, yeah. He's taking, so he's, yeah. Like he's taking yeah. a yeah. victory like, lap, dancing on his fully operational. Oh. Like yeah, like very like just like 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 you know his ma- uh, machinations are just enjoying his machinations. It's really he talks quite about wonderful. the fear based you know tactics to, con- mm-hmm. to manipulate free mm-hmm. governments and democracy and basically using fear to yeah i mean there are yeah we it, it's there's parallels yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely parallels but it's also just like this can happen at any time in history basically anyone can use fear you know uh to to basically cause what look like stable systems or feel like stable systems to completely unravel yeah. uh he talks about that there's one line that i'll just pull out because it's short he goes uh, he talks about his rise and sort of my fate was never written in the stars. Stars die, and so do saints, and so do cowards. Right. But I am hunger. Yeah. I am right. Yeah. And by my own hand, I am divine. Was that the beginning like, of oh. it? it? Yeah. Was that the it's start? It's close, right? It feels it feels because he hits yeah, that note in the beginning. That's like, how it starts. It's just like, oh, because he keeps going back that motif of <laughs> I am a Jedi like my father before me, or the no, it was the chosen and yeah, the chosen that's one. The motif, yeah, yeah, that's the it's motif. But one. He yeah. talks about the chosen one, and he's like, "I wasn't chosen. I made this." Yeah, I made. I, he has a so, very uh, again. There are parallels to a self-made yeah, man yeah, narrative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. He, I'm sure he didn't get a you know small million dollar loan from his yeah. father, but whatever. Arnold, yeah. if you, Arnold's been doing the rounds lately. Schwarzenegger and, and like, as yep. just Google Arnold self-made man, and like that will explain everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. He's just like because he. He's like, I am absolutely not a self-made that's, man. That's yeah, not that's a not thing. A thing that yeah. happens. Um, there's yeah. there's other little nuggets in here that I love that refer to some other yeah. things. Um, it, when in this rela- relays back to the Charles Sewell run of the Darth Vader comic, he goes, the brutality of this does not delight me. Despite the meritless qualms of the Jedi, the dark side is not a simple matter of carnality or lust for blood. If I wanted nothing but destruction, right. I could call it forth at any moment. Like it's, it's about rules. So he's like justifying, he's like what he's doing a little bit, but I mean that I just think that's a really interesting point. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, he's not just, well, a, we don't, we're not yeah. out to destroy everything. And and he has to call Vader to heal in those, <laughs> that comic run um, to be like, listen, yeah, I need something left to rule here. You just can't kill everybody. Exactly. Yeah. We're here to rule. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. power is not violence, even if it requires violence. An empire demands stability. Mm-hmm. This is what the Jedi, with their foolhardy promises of justice and morality, could never have successfully delivered. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's close, right? Uh, it's close to the truth. 
Uh-huh. Stability. He thinks stability is power, which is yeah. really yeah. fun idea, a really interesting idea. Um the, uh, he, he starts to think, I told you once that all who gain power are afraid to lose it, alluding to yeah. the prequels. Yes. But I lied mm-hmm. because the thing is in my chest isn't fear, it's faith. <laughs> I was like, whoa, he's just a zealot yeah, yeah. like uh, over his own well, cause. Yeah, this and his is own the thing is kingdom. he just loves him some him. Yeah. Like, I, like he <laughs> yeah. just like, he just is so proud of himself. Like, I mean, yeah. can I do one? I'm sorry. The power of the do dark one. side yeah, is like, <laughs> is like holding lightning in a bottle, like trapping, trapping the galaxy between my hands as I have always done. I am a vessel of stellar fusion of unlocked secrets of the force that I've shared with you and kept from you. You cannot yet imagine the mastery. I hold the power that will only be yeah. yours when I allow it, when I condone it, which perhaps you are beginning to realize will be a day that does not come. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. but he's just yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he's just like farting in a glass and being like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the one well, person I, monologue oh, yeah. the the thing that i always joke about palpatine that we talk about is like the it's all going according yes. to my plan like it's always an excuse but like i joke about that but palpatine believes oh, that yes. as well like do you know what i mean like even though it's not he just everything is yeah. according to his plan because he's so high in his own supply yeah. it's amazing and when yeah. he when he senses vader yeah. coming back around to the light so there is goodness in you my hearty congratulations. It will not save you. <laughs> yes, my hearty congratulations. I love that. That I I laughed out loud when I heard that oh, line. Yeah. yeah, I mean, good for you. This is one you. I'm going to reread and reread and reread. I didn't have time today. Yeah, I was it's like this is all like a poster of this one. Put in my wall I know. or something. It's just so I know. I'm good. like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. can this be a back piece? Can I just like tattoo this whole like thing on my back? <laughs> yeah, don't need to worry about it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, it's it's that good. It's really uh, Olivia Blake. I uh, shout out. This is actually just the best. I think of from a certain point. I think she won. Honestly, yeah, she might have won. It's not a competition. They're all well, fantastic, but she won. Um, yeah. She, what's, um, what's what's interesting is I feel like in most of these books in the last two, we got the person who did the Shakespeare Star Wars before. Um, which I think I can't remember his name, which are really great. If you've actually gotten the Shakespearean versions of all nine yeah. books are, are really like as a Shakespeare nerd, they're like, the guy's amazing. Cause it reads like a Shakespeare and actually hits all the things, but he did a couple for these last two that often center around Palpatine and he's not present in this book. I don't know why yeah. I don't know for whatever reason, probably writing other stuff and wasn't available, but like it freed up a straight on Palpatine story that wasn't written like a Shakespearean yeah. play, right? And so I appreciated that because I felt like it's the most time we've gotten with Palpatine ever, yeah. really. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. What would they say of you, Anakin, when you are dust and gone? Yeah. What is legacy? I am the one who will decide. I was like, oh, yeah. this, this got me thinking about Vader's legacy and just how it's dark. How he didn't really get, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know. And, but again, the, the Brotherhood, I think, <laughs> solves that for me. It's the, it's the, it really was cathartic to read that short story, yeah. and we'll, we'll get to that. Well, the whole one, point is uh, it's like from later. a certain point of view, right? Like if all you ever heard about Vader was told yeah. through like Palpatine's point of view, you'd be like, what a pathetic wretch, you know, sure. Anakin is. But it's like, yeah, um, that's not the case. And um, yeah, I mean, just lovely. This is one I really got sort of like, John Hamm circa uh, Mad Men, like early Mad Men mm. seasons vibes, like where it's just sort of maniacal and terrible, but he believes it to be the truth. And it just sort of like comes through. I, it was just, it was a lot of fun. 
yeah there's definitely some also, i mean like it's just it just feels like high level thinking and a lot of um conviction but you know obviously again when i finished the chapter i was like you know he is this is his point of view and you know i, I just saw luke saying you know everything you just said yeah. was wrong like it just because again he gets thrown on the shaft like that's what, what do we know happens you know it's like it's right yeah, this is this i is the also end. appreciated because i was waiting for the episode nine connection right of just like and now i'm going to transport myself into my clone body i'm like we don't need it not that i'm like i don't hate that that happened but like i'm just glad they just like no this is just about vader right just about this is about pushing vader to the edge right being like i'm gonna now kill your son your offspring yeah yeah and sort of like what are you gonna do about it like like there's a line in here where it's like uh, it is not good or evil, light or darkness that made you and unmade you. It is love and it is grief. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, just all right. Our impact, Sean Williams. Um, I don't have many notes on this one. I don't have many I, notes for a while, I actually. I don't remember this one. I don't. I like, yeah. I know it's the guy who. Oh, this is lets, the one about uh, Joff, about a Kaspa Joff. Yes, Joff. Yeah. Yeah, the guy who so, lets the lets the yeah. So this was an interesting duology yeah. because they they both had atypical structures. This one goes back in time. It's sort of like it's like the moment of impact, twelve seconds before impact, oh, two minutes right. before impact, and then mm-hmm. like his then his like backstory, and then you know there yeah, for yeah. Aberdon, and yeah. um and so it really says that Kasva, this character Kasva Jav, sabotaged the executor so that it it brought all external functions to one central point in that hub that was vulnerable so that that a wing could actually take down the superstar destroyer um which is Mm -hmm. a little bit of like a retcon which i kind of roll my eyes at i don't i don't love it to be honest but it's fine like yeah if we need every not everything has to be something sometimes right like yeah but it's it's, it was well written again like these are all and he's literally a nerf herder he literally is. Yeah. Um, I do want to not to move on quickly, but to move on quickly, I do want to talk about yep. Trooper Trouble. Oh yeah. Um, do it. So first of all, this is another. This is it's this, this is another uh, guest appearance by a somewhat famous actor. This is written by or this is read by Adam Scott um, from uh, Parks oh, and Rec gosh. and from Severance. Okay. And. Uh, who I love and to hear him as like writing in the journal. Oh, I, um, I want to hear the that. perfect person yeah. for this. It's really well read and just the, just the calf, just the, God, the just ongoing. Like, just give me a cup of coffee. When are you going to fix? Just, just fix the calf yeah. machine. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is definitely the funniest one to me. Um, yeah. Easily. Yeah. And yeah, just the ongoing, like, like battles with that R2 unit. That is like the worst. Yes. And um, yep. Yeah, I, I just and and again again. So I guess it's a trilogy now. It's sort of a it, it's it's written in log entries. Yes, and, and the yep. cadence is so funny, and it's like slapsticky, and but like could still be canon. Like this is one that yeah, it, there's nothing it pushed it to the edge. It, but right? I'm like, yeah. no, I could see a stormtrooper collapsing from dehydration or low blood blood sugar information for four hours, like um that stuff. Yeah, and. uh yeah, and there's yeah talk about union, but they can't say the word union, so they use the word ugnot, the word. Yep. Um. Yeah. 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 
it's funny. It's a little world bendy. But again, the idea that you have a giant bureaucracy, like weirdly, like the Mandalorian episode this season with uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, Blurg's Day uh, is very much like in this vein of just like there is this giant yeah. bureaucracy every time you have these giant things that you're going to have <laughs> like the calf machine will never yeah. get repaired. I've literally been trying to get my name on my mailbox. This is me talking Adam talking <laughs> for the past four months and to the point where I have now written it on a little tiny thing and posted noted there so that I can get things over to yeah. the mailbox. Bureaucracy suck is what I'm trying right. to say. Yeah. Anyway, that shouldn't on. be that hard. That's really upsetting. shouldn't. Um, yeah. Um. To the last, right? Mm. Uh, Dana Schwartz. Nice. This so incredible Twitter follow. Um. Yeah. Jenny loves Dana Schwartz. I guess. Um. She's yeah. written some. Um. Or X, I should say, not Twitter. Yeah. No, you, you should say, say Twitter. You, you should say Twitter. Just hate X. Um, so much. I'm not. That's not a thing. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I refuse to do but that. No, she's an excellent. Um, she does historical fiction, I believe, historical stories, has a podcast, has all this other stuff. And yeah, Jenny was like, "Oh, Dana Schwartz wrote a yeah uh, wrote a, a thing," so I told her about it. Um, this is great. This oh, is the cool. Admiral Piet. This is one of the best ones. Yeah. I love this. I love the Piet story. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 she yeah. crushed in terms of just isolating Piet as a character. Mm-hmm. Really um, all the way captured the yeah. PTSD of only getting your position because your you know yeah. your boss was ch- like killed I, on duty in front of like you. Just kept coming back to yeah. that scene and just be like, don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, just, which yeah. makes so much sense. You're like, yeah, of course that would that would be the thing. Like waking up gasping for breath and clutching at your own throat. I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. It it I mean it it literally is PTSD, right? It's the idea of yeah. intrusive thoughts, right? Like it just is there. Yeah. Um, yeah, would Vader be proud of him, of me, or whatever he says? And then talks about his, the backstory on Axela. Um, yeah, yeah, lots of great stuff in there. Um, the Emperor's Red Guards, yeah, so, Gloria, Ch- Gloria Chow. Yeah, I gosh, I love this one. I mean, it, so they're like they're some of my favorite <laughs> characters of the Imperial Guards. I just I've always been yeah, I just love the design um, and what yeah. they're doing. Um, and so uh, yeah, I mean the confusion. They're just like, you know, are they like, do we fight each other? Like, what do we do? I mean, it gives. This has another moment that's not in the movie, but just yeah. feels organic to the movie, yeah. which is the leave us line from Vader. I sort of. I yeah. love that. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah, I yeah, love when that. I go back mm-hmm. through and they're, I... they're still right there, even though like they had yeah. been excused and they're, you know, it's like, how do they get past? And then these Imperial Guards are like, what do we do? And then you have like yeah. the zealot yeah. and then you have the sort of like thoughtful one. Um, and the thoughtful one are, is the guy that we mm-hmm. have his POV and yeah. And Luke ends up saving yeah. his life. I, um, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Everyone basically run. <laughs> basically yeah. this is the whole thing. Yeah. I, it's funny cause when I first started reading this or it being read to me, I really like push back on it of just like, I, I don't want a story from their perspective because I like the fact that there's like these yeah. silent, you know, whatever. And then it just really won me over. Like it really did a good job of just, I was so on board. I kind of love that juxtaposition hearing about them because Mm -hmm. like whenever you see them, they're so stoic and there's nothing there. And so when they actually like, you know, because the action figure, they have a, they have a pistol under there and along along with the baton under their robes, um, you know, Mm, like, you know, from video games and whatnot, they're actually the elite of the elite um, and Lords of the Sith. There's a lot of them in there. And just, I mean, yeah. seeing them sparring. All yeah. The time. I mean, it, yeah. It's like the most unwieldy, like battle dress you could ever have. You can't move your head. It's like, I don't right. understand how you do anything. 
Um, so I like that juxtaposition. Um, and I'm I don't I'm not familiar with the legends thing about their fight to the death. I don't know if this is the first appearance, but I'm guessing it's not. Probably somewhere they 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 wrote right. about these guys having to have a fight to the death in order to get into the um to get into the Imperial Guard. Sure. Yeah, there's an academy um, or whatever. I also had this little stuff. like thought when I was after I read the Leave Us thing. And like from these guys' point of view, like technically Luke Skywalker was a Sith for like five minutes. <laughs> like, I mean, they, you know, I don't know. I guess, you know, from their perspective, yeah, you mean? Well, I don't know. Just like kind of like the he they brought in a usurper and they killed the lead Sith. And like Vader was the sort of one Sith and had his I don't know. I'm just technically because the the top Sith was Are you saying Vader was the head of the Empire Emperor Empire for like, for like five, five minutes. minutes? And he was the leader of the Sith and the duology, like yeah. the rule of two was Vader That's, and I mean, Luke for five minutes. And even though they weren't dark side, I, they're both light I mean, side at that I, point. Lucas I won't argue that. No, yeah. but Lucas Ide, like by the transitive property <laughs> right. of the Sith. It, it, yes. Yeah. Like Luke, like Darth Vader was head Sith right. at it's that like moment. He yeah. killed Dark his master. Saber transitive property like rules. Like right, technically exactly. yeah. he was like a one of one of the Sith. They yeah. should have been serving him. Yeah. 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 In some That's book a good point. somewhere yeah. in Exegol, mm-hmm. they're like, like, oh, I guess it was then it was just Vader and Luke. But like, you know, because they both fought the, you know, or toppled the leader of the Sith. We'll get to it in Brotherhood, but then I'm like, so he's like top Sith, but also like light side. So we're like the yeah. the uh, the brother and the sister like tug of warring him when he died. <laughs> Be like, no, he's mine. No, he's mine. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> You're basically describing that episode, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, they they they're fully light side at that point, you know, um, as we yeah, find out later. Yeah, but totally. uh, they both are. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just Sorry. saying. We gotta we gotta start speed rounding this. Um, Coil. Wolf Trap, Alyssa Wong. This is yeah. uh, she is currently writing the Afro series that we are loving. And we yeah, are, we're going to review, I think, in the coming weeks. Uh, she is fantastic. This is the Hoyal um chapter, uh, where he runs away into the woods uh, uh, at the end by sawing off his own yeah, finger, by yeah, letting the wolf bite which, his arm off, or no, he cuts, cuts off his off. own, okay, he, he cuts off his own finger to get out of it, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I really liked that. Like, again, it was really good storytelling. You can see why Alyssa Wong is like a mainstay in in writing mm-hmm. Star Wars stories yeah. because just his his the backstory of him watching a an animal chew off its own leg to get out of a trap, right? That's and not being able to, not being yeah. able to understand that, right? As and the horrified by it. But then also at the end of it, watching this, this I think it was like a wolf of some kind, yeah. run away on three legs just as well as it could on four legs, just getting out of that trap. Yeah. And him just realizing, just chops his finger off, which again is like horrific to think about, but is a moment of like triumph for this character, yep. just being able to get out of there while all the rest are going to be yeah. eaten by Ewoks. Yeah, yeah. murder bears are uh, incoming. Murder bears um, also really made me, Ben walked away for a second, but really made me want to replay the... The Battlefront oh, uh, Ewok. Oh, I play that one. I, that, we it's so much fun. Not to bring that back. Um, we'll have to ask Ben if they're going to bring that back or not. Uh, I really, I really just want to play that that scene again. Um, that that was so much fun. The, it, the it Ewok hunting. Cool. I didn't get to play it, but it did look. Yeah. Um, and I love Ewoks uh, as scary little murder bears. So it's mm-hmm. happening. I'm there for it. Um, extra, extra five. The extra five percent by M.K. England. Did you? Uh, what is it? 
I read I, I kind of read that one. It might have blend with all the other Starfighter ones. I think this is Yellow Squadron. And uh, oh, right, so, yeah. it's another pilot. Which again, yep. enjoyed all of these when when it was going on, but don't yeah. remember it. Yeah, I got lost at the all towards the end of this stuff. Um, I know I read it. Yeah, well, that's fine. We can keep we can keep going. Um, we got to get through anyways. Um, are we when fire marked the sky or are we chronic? I think we're yeah when when fire marked the sky. Yeah, we got um, we got our wedge. Uh, Miko Kandan. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was oh, awesome. Yep, <laughs> I always like give me a wedge. I yeah. remember this one just because it had you know Shara Bay and Wedge Antilles and zirka yeah. and all, all the cool pilots but again it just gets there's a lot of pilot stories that i kind of mix together I, I, here's the thing like i we could talk about it. it's really well written yeah. if you want wedge just go read the like road squadron is still to me can still be canon uh the books are great if you want your wedge i love me a, a pudgy hero uh identify with wedge he's i just always think about that character yeah. of just like of just like he is there are characters where like the force is clearly working through them like a Han Solo. Sure. And then there's just your wedge who the whole story is about him fighting this moniker of just being like the luckiest man yeah. alive, like <laughs> throughout the story and eventually just accepting it. Right. Which is kind of this beautiful thing. And it's like, yeah, I am pretty lucky. Yeah, Good thing. Yeah. You make yeah, your own. So, yeah. luck. He's just all around good guy. Yeah. 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 Um, the Chronicler by Daniel, pa- Danielle page. Um, Rebellion historian mm-hmm. Dora Marr uh, gets to interview our ensemble, which is really fun. Um, there's a really great line in here, too, where she, I think, compares all Han, Lando, and Luke at one point or something. And it's, it's, it's yeah, cool. the my takeaway from this, what I really like is and, and really worth reading. Um, I love this idea that the rebellion survives through storytellers um, that that the idea is that there are these people who have to chronicle the rebellion if they don't survive or even if they do make it through, like their stories have to continue. Yep. Yeah. And like that, that they make uh, important moments for this. Like mom, Mothma actually takes time off to talk to these people, but there's a moment, her story is so beautiful about idolizing Leia and trying to deal with this. Yeah. But there's a moment where, where, where Leia starts telling her story all the way back at the beginning of the book of, being captured at, at Jabba's mm-hmm. and Ula and tells the story of Ula and, and others. And I yeah. just love that. Like Ula is enshrined in the history of the rebellion. And the whole mo- the whole thing about this story is like, you didn't have to join the rebel Alliance to be a rebellion, a rebel, sure. right. To have a matter in the, in the universe. I just love that. I thought it was really beautifully. Yeah. He's going to rebel against authoritarianism yeah. and fascism yeah. of any kind. And that's a yeah. rebel at that point. Even if it's um, yeah, standing up against like, a slug. Yeah. She's like, if Han was the sun and and Luke, a calm but confusing moon, then Lando was a magnetic field. And I thought that was just a wonderful yeah. summation of yeah. all three of those, yeah. those uh, members of the Agreed. Yeah, and then the Leia stuff is incredible. All right. So this is the one. The veteran. Uh, the veteran. Right. Adam I forgot Garcia. about this one. This is the Dexter Jetster story. Dexter Jetster. Jetster. Uh, yeah, Dexter Jetster. He might be 400 years old. What's, what's the math, Adam? Did you just from... I I think that's about right. Oh, I didn't right. do the math, but he's got to be yeah. he's got to be up there. Um, he's seen a lot of wars. He's seen a lot of different you know regimes come into power, and he kind of doesn't believe one will stay for long. He's things will always he's very cynical. Yeah, when we see him at this point, yeah. And and the thing about this is like we get a lot of in the in the sequel trilogy a lot of people blaming themselves uh, for 
the end of the end of the uh, mm-hmm. Republic. Dexter Jester, Dex puts himself squarely at the center for just identifying Camino's saber darts. <laughs> yeah, he, he like he feels such thing. regret about found the yeah, about planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that's uh, so interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. And then he's also uh, when they talk. He, I think this is starts when the Death Star blows up, and so he's basically like, "Oh, I've seen Starlight Beacon, you know, explode too. So like, I've yep. seen a super sta- a space station of giant size sort of sort of um, get destroyed before. This isn't new to me." And I was like, "This is so interesting. I just love that angle, on Dexter." Yeah. Uh, yeah, the riot, all that sort of stuff. Then the the stormtroopers being these like kids, that was yeah messed up. Yeah, yeah. it was it was really amazing but stuff. It's just war, find hell, some hope, kinda, like veteran wars hell. Yeah, um, yeah. We Re- hear his sad story of losing uh, the diner after oh, the waitress. The... He basically his his waitress bot. Um, yeah, uh, dies and three years after he loses the diner. Now he's living in like. The lower levels of Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's sad, but it has a hopeful ending. <laughs> yeah, it's got a good ending. Um, yeah, uh, brotherhood. Then, I think we're here. Are we? Yeah. All right, ready to make this a four-hour <laughs> pod. <laughs> okay, all the feels, guys. Wow. All the feels. Uh huh. All the feels. So this is it's your, it's all your, the feels uh, and all the answers. answers. A lot of answers. Get your tissue. Yeah. 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 So we finally get this is Anakin's story as he you know passes away and where he goes immediately yeah. after. I mean, cause he's flying solo here. He was never taught how to become a force ghost just sort of does it instinctively. Um, this is that, that great story that it pops up every once in a while about the younger Anakin and the stories from Shmi of, um, him being mm-hmm. her little sun dragon, um, and having the sun dragon heart yeah. Yeah, yeah. that came up a lot in, um, Oh gosh, it was it master and apprentice, the, the Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they talk a lot yeah. about the sun. But the, hard, but yeah, um, there. But first mentioned in the Revenge of the Sith novelization, right? Yes, that's where it yes. was first it came from, which was like yeah. huge. Like mm. that Revenge of the Sith is like if you're going to read any novelization of any of the movies, read yeah. the Revenge of the Sith novelization. It, yeah. it does a, a good job of retextualizing a lot of things. Yeah, that Sun Dragon myth that hits hard, um, especially mm. when he's dying and it's sort of like you understand that that's that willpower he's always had has been that that fire that's been inside him that his mother's kind of stoked from the beginning and and because he was you know born in such dire circumstances and, and you know he had to fight against it and fighting against the ocean of the force yeah. is like constantly That's talked his, about i love That's, the perspective he gets on his own life in this moment um yeah because it's like and it makes so much sense it's just like he's constantly he didn't really realize he was this like leaf being pushed and pulled by the the will of the force and he probably like he didn't realize how much of a presence in his life it was until he was like beyond it um and yeah, yeah and it said and, and at first he fought against it and then he just sort of like relaxed and then like actually found peace mm-hmm. um and it was just just lovely but just the, the yeah when he finally achieves that calm that's really amazing yeah. and stuff. the quiet right in that space the currents yeah. calmed and anakin skywalker simply existed a gradual acceptance of so many surprising things a warmth without temperature an embrace without touch a belonging despite isolation a quiet that revealed that quiet it was like so you know and that makes like to me as, wait you you gotta finish that though. you gotta go to that next part where he's like the quiet how long had it been yeah. since anakin found quiet 
even yeah. beyond the force, yeah. mechanical thumbs had surrounded him yeah. for years upon Torture. years. A droning repetition that often was the sole compa- his sole companion, and now nothing. Like he's been hearing that heartbeat and that breathing forever. Ever. Like, yeah, that's. I would just be like, I'm done. Of his life support. I would have pulled myself like, off life support just because of the noise. Like that would have been yeah. crazy. Would, would it be like I? I don't want either. It's I don't want to be ableist in any way, but it's just like just to hear so much, you know, uh, different beeps and sounds coming from your your armor and your your life support systems all day. And yeah. yeah, your breathing is even audible in, in a very loud way. It's that's yeah. haunting. Yeah. It's truly haunting. Right. And you really that's probably to... why I spend so much time in that back to tank. It's just like sensory right. deprivation. That's the only place right. you could meditate. Right. Like we learned mm-hmm. that from the comics is just like he needs to be floating in silence. <laughs> yeah. Ben gets Vader. <laughs> no, it's it's true. Um, I love it. But but the thing is, yeah, then we get a, tough. But then we get the, the the most beautiful moment of just this catharsis discussion between Obi Wan and Anakin, like yeah. brothers being able to find. And I just I got to read the the quote of just like yeah. when when Anakin is just like I've done so many horrible things, right? Like I've done all of these things, and just Obi Wan's thing is like I mean, as a person who talks about people who do who've done horrible things in their lives i I truly believe in what obi-wan's saying here which is like anakin one person alone cannot burn down a galaxy or a republic uh one person may pull a string one person may light a spark however all the pieces don't move into place by themselves years upon years compound one bad choice followed by a good choice followed by a well-intentioned mistake the will of a galaxy of a people is different from the will of the force their intention their actions and those that preyed upon them it is a collective, not preordained and not the mark of an individual. You do not bear the guilt of the galaxy only for your own choices. And then I love, Anakin says back, um, I made those choices to kneel to the dark side, to storm the temple, to fight you. And Obi-Wan just says, you did. And those belong to you. I love that moment. I'm just like, yes, it's not this like, you don't need to feel guilty. You shouldn't feel guilty that, you know, you didn't do bad things, but just focus on the bad things you did, not everything else. Yeah. You're surrounded by all these other things, but you own those choices. But those are just choices, not the destruction of the galaxy isn't all on your shoulders. Right. right? Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was a really beautiful moment yeah, yeah. to see the two. This was his final lesson in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. And he literally really said that. Cool. He's like, this is your, yeah, this is your last yeah. lesson, yeah. you know. Uh, I, I I also love that he keeps talking and like he keeps talking like Anakin. I have asked you many times to be patient and listen. I love that even <laughs> as Force Ghost, Obi Wan yeah. still is just like, can you yeah. just be patient and listen? Yeah. Yeah. But it was really fun to see them sort of click back into their mm-hmm. their old brotherly ways. Um, and then for me, I mean, we, I think we talked before this thing, we were all like, yep, cried my eyes out of brotherhood. Um, yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was like, yeah. he witnesses Luke, you know, viewing the pyre of his mm-hmm. body, um, in the Darth Vader suit, but like, you know, he's not, you know, I, I'm not even going to read it cause I'm going to cry on air and it, there's no need for that. But it essentially, sure. it's like, he's like, th- he's overcome with the emotion that like, He's looking past all that terrible stuff he did and just mourning his father. And um, mm-hmm. it, and it, it the way it's written hits hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, it, in a way that I don't know that I really appreciated watching the movie. No. Yeah. Um, but it's there. You know, it's right there. But like, you because you don't see Anakin watching it. 
but I mean, it is, it's a very, very powerful part of the movie. I mean, as he's, as he's at the pyre, uh, but wild. yeah, wild. I love when he's like, I did so much wrong and I want to go, you know, write, write these, these wrongs. And, and everyone's like, you want to be like, there's no Holland news and there's, you're not gonna be the poster boy here. Like you don't have to be the hero. Like I just, I, I loved that mm-hmm. stuff. Like I was it just Obi-Wan calming Anakin uh, yeah. from trying to yeah. make a difference. I, Though I think that does yeah, sort I, of forecast some stuff with Ahsoka. <laughs> I do think that we're going to get more bits and pieces now that Hayden's ball game is game and um, everyone loves him um, or it's been revealed that everyone loves him. Uh, and I think they're like, okay, well we can do some stuff with force ghost Anakin. And uh, obviously we're going to see it. Um, or I hope we see it. And it's been sort of teased that we're going to see it in Ahsoka season two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'm going to will into existence. I hope it's, I hope it's going to happen, but, uh, you know, yeah. so I think he still wants to do some, some good in apotheosis. I think so. And, and they, they try to once again, try to answer the balance question here. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, you get a direct quote of, of, of Obi-Wan saying you chose to bring balance, right? Yeah. He's like, you yeah. did it, Anakin. He's like, it took your whole life and this whole yeah. journey. He's yeah, like, you fulfilled the prophecy. Yeah. You destroyed yeah. the Sith and you brought yeah. balance. Um, yeah, he's like, I did so much wrong, but then he's like, well, look at this. Look what you did here. You know, what the, the, the pyre and the emperor and his choice to choose his son over the emperor. Like, that was just super powerful stuff. I also love that it has that sort of, like, counter to the sort of, like, you left me and this all this kind of uh, yeah. just hateful things that Anakin said to Obi-Wan where he says, I was taken from you. Yeah. I was taken from the galaxy, from the Jedi. He was, yeah. like, Sidious, yes. basically, you know insidiously designed his fate and it's it, it, i just kind of loved that yes. it felt cathartic there's so many cathartic beats in mm-hmm. this yeah um yeah and when it's like skywalker and kenobi kenobi and skywalker that was like the tears were just like <laughs> i was i was done at that point i was like yeah, i'm done um yeah when he says did he see us when anakin asks obi-wan did luke see us yeah and he just nods it, it just it he has a naivete naivete about like the nether realm of the force. Yeah. He's still learning. Just he he's he's not as advanced as they are, and he's now just fallen into that rhythm of actually taking lessons and learning from people. Yeah. And you know, I, it, it felt like a real shift for the character, and it's really really wonderful. How much would you guys pay uh, for it, a scene t- uh, with Anakin so. and Qui Gon Jinn? Is Force Ghost yeah. somewhere in the world between worlds? How much do you want to see yeah. that beat? Just them being oh, like, yeah. hey. like, it's <laughs> yeah. not far. Yeah, he even like he's like, I <laughs> so bet much. I bet Qui-Gon's around here somewhere too. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of retconning going on in there as well. But the problem with Palpatine returning in the sequel trilogy is that like if he returns, like Anakin almost has to be the vanguard that can't let that happen. And yeah. and it, to me, that's missing from the sequel trilogy in like a huge way. And um and just the idea of that. And I think Ahsoka might write that, write mm. that. Not it's not a, not a, just. I think invent that lore basically because he, I imagine Anakin's like maybe like teams up with Ahsoka and thinks that she can be the 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 weapon against Palpatine's return in the living world and, and alluding to that. I know in a parallel universe, if like they knew that they were definitely one hundred percent going to be bringing Palpatine back, it's like how cool would it be if you know, Ray was sure. visited by a force ghost that she doesn't recognize. And it's Anakin Skywalker. That's like helping her right. because he's like, you're the, yeah. you're the last hope. The scene writes itself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. 
Um, the Steadfast Soldier, Adam Christopher. Uh-huh. This is Enric Pride <laughs> yeah. sort of piece. Needing that lightsaber, needing proof of Vader's death, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. This was this was fun. This was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Ben. This is one where Pride is on Endor. Like he he survived on Endor and uh, is like getting cold, smoking something laced death sticks. Death nice. sticks, yeah. <laughs> uh wearing a Ewok uh coat made of Ewok skins. It's pretty hardcore. Is he a captain at this yeah, point? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wait, which one is um, Pride? Uh, for, uh oh, from episode nine. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Like the, the left like, final order. Yes, final order. Like Palpatine, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And he starts to get this idea a bit of like the final order. You start to see this glimmer in his eye. So he he is told by like these other stormtroopers he's found around around Endor mm-hmm. that like Darth Vader's dead, and they lead him to the funeral pyre. And he's like shifting through all the ashes, trying to find the lightsaber. Like you get this moment where he's like, I just need this as this token that will allow me to like pull together this order. Like I need this symbol, mm. right? And but he, he doesn't get it. Does he take the mask? Because like, how does the mask? Nope. And that's the thing where I feel no. like this. They're like, we're gonna get caught. I think they get pulled. Yeah, feet. they get they hear Ewoks coming, and it felt to yeah. me. Uh, I mean, this is all just speculation, but you kept waiting for them to find the mask or find the lightsaber or something. And I'm guessing in an original draft that. Adam Christopher probably had that written in and then story group was like, no, we have other things that are going ex- yeah, explain where the mask came from and, and not, we don't explain it in this book, but it just felt like that's where they were going for. But right. this, don't they find a lightsaber sir- in aftermath? Doesn't it get sold? I can't remember. I think there's like one of those that sounds, vignette yeah. scenes and they, yeah. it's either, you can't tell if it's real or not, but there's some cultists that buy yeah. the light, uh, Darth Vader's lightsaber on the black market. That sounds over. Which yeah. I don't know how you would get it because presumably it was dropped somewhere in the Death Star. But I mean, mm. as we know, the Death Star landed in large pieces on a different moon of Endor. Um, yeah. Kefbeer or whatever. So I don't know. Maybe it was pulled out of there. That makes sense. Uh, he also wrote he wrote <laughs> Shadow of the Sith. So he's really good at kind of these like dark side uh, yeah. writing stuff. But it's just. Um, uh, it's one of those things where I just was, was thinking earlier of just like this would kind of be an amazing flashback or even if it was in like the very beginning of the Force Awakens of just like the immediate aftermath of a of a of a of a captain in the Empire, like trying to find like build the remnants, like trying like it just it just felt like such a really makes sense that this person is just in here and is involved yeah. with the remnants of the Empire all the way through. 35 years later or 30 years later. Yeah. yeah. One um, thing we haven't talked about at all in this book um, at the beginning of every chapter, they just usually have a silhouette or an image. This one had the uh, logo of uh, the first order on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, it really yeah. kind of flexed this thing that Kathleen Kennedy's talked about in interviews where it's like all these characters, even the, like the ships are characters. Everything has a very distinctive and unique silhouette. And um, mm-hmm. I just love that they employed that. And you like really showed oh, it off. Like you just saw the silhouette and you knew you're like, Oh, all right. I know this character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, then the whole, the book rounds out with a fun <laughs> yeah. uh, story, return of the wills by Tom the wills. Uh, oh. Eng- Engelberger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, <laughs> this was fun. It's, it's a, just, it's a fun romp at the end of the book. And then it just really just uh kind of a comedic. 
perfect Fun way stuff. to perfect way to end it in yeah. terms of just it was like us during the podcast yeah it sounded like yeah us. goofy funny <laughs> didn't, uh didn't like the first book end with a wills chapter they as well? all so they, they all, they all do wills? Okay. they all do and it's the wills writing the crawl of the movie uh, okay uh yeah, yeah. and it's just a really funny back and forth especially if you listen to it on an audiobook it's the voices are really funny of just like it starts out super serious and the other wills walks into the room of like what are you writing yeah it's been, yeah. It's and been then, tom wiggleberg every time yeah too. and then critiquing yeah. it and just like pokes fun at the original title of like revenge of the jedi yes and the other, and the other one will coming and be like no we don't what no jedis don't get revenge and then you know poking fun at the special edition and like yeah. building a the second death star it's just yeah, yeah. Just, and, it's, and also reckoning of like just going well if you take out the one flaw why wouldn't you build a second one like just them debating <laughs> right, back and exactly. forth i just it's it's really why it's wouldn't you give fun. it a shot yeah yeah um that's so funny yeah, I mean, I, I can get past building a second Death Star. Like, it is just, like, yeah. I, I can, that does has never bothered me, probably because it's been a truth in my life um, since right. the beginning of my life. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it makes sense that, like, the, the Emperor would not be swayed by that. But, like, I'm not, I'm not taking an L. It's like, oh, no. you, you blew up that one, I'll build a bigger one. Like, that's just Especially so Palpatine. Yeah, and again, like, it only, you only won because of this one flaw. So, yeah, we removed the flaw. Yeah. Except we forgot to yeah. finish building the whole thing, so you can just yeah. fly. It's like the Boston in. Celtics. You re- review, you removed <laughs> some flaws, and then now no one's going to beat them. They're going to yep. be eighty, That's right. eighty-two, and zero. That's exactly right. The Boston <laughs> Celtics are just like a Death Star, yeah, yes. a so planet-killing machine yeah. <laughs> run by fascists. No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. I don't. I'm yeah, kidding. Well, I have nothing against I think the Celtics. It's supposed to be bigger in this in this book, like the Jerdron cap chapter. I think. It's supposed to be big. Like Palpatine wants the Death Star to be bigger, the Death Star Two. Yeah, I mean it is. Oh, it yeah. is bigger. It is yeah, bigger. Right? Like yes, it is. Is canon. It is canon bigger for whatever reason. So it's not. It's, oh, not, it's, a, it's not like bigger. a second one. But it's let like, us let's, like, let oh, us let us not forget. Yeah. No, it's. I think it's let like a hundred times the size. It's huge. Oh, really? yeah. Let us not forget. Star Killer is much bigger, <laughs> as they show in that really wonderful scene yeah. in Force Awakens. Oh right, they're like, here's one. Yeah. Here's the other. Boom. Now we just yeah. Retrofit. Got to be a way to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor Ilum. R.I.P. Ilum. I know. Yeah. That was a cool plan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't hate the idea. It's something about sending, I don't know, blasts through hyperspace that just lost me on that one. Uh, that I'm still confused by. I wish it was a little more obvious. For yeah. How they like me. reflect or, or they were. Yeah. They go through hype. It's a hyperspace blast. Yeah. Which is, is cool. That then splits apart. And then because yeah. it's hits different systems, well, yeah, one system, system but with different pinpoint planets. accuracy after yeah. mil- it's a lot. It was a lot. It's a and lot. Like, same. did you have to drain a sun to do that? Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just it was it was very it was. The, I, 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 I have, have ideas for how to do these these super weapons. Like, why not have something go on the same ecliptical ecliptic plane as all the planets and just slice all the planets in half in a system or something like something different you know what i mean like that makes oh, sense yeah. or there's a million things use physics in a cool way like there's there, there's cool ideas in the no future. i always have my ear to the ground for something like because i mean it is a problem right like how do you up the stakes what is the you know what is this like galactic threat that's so terrible um, you know, I, I hope they go for the force and some of those. I miss that stuff. I like that stuff a lot, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm down for big, dumb super weapons. Yeah. 
It's it's fairly like ominously roving through space in like the first for like five minutes at the start of any film. I'm I'm happy with that if you want to do that. But anyways, I love this this book, guys. This is great. We did it. uh, This is a long one, Um, and but it's worth it. This is so great, and it's fun to talk about all these stories. And this is you know all of these from a certain point of view books end up coming up a million times later in other episodes. Like we just like can't stop talking about it because i mean they're canon and it's just it's so fun and but it's a lot of good glue that that um reverberates through the rest of um the canon Mm -hmm. so um stoked we did it are we gonna do more comics next week uh sure okay or yeah we'll we'll chat about it yeah because i think we've got another book to read right the young adults we got two books to read uh we got the higher public anthology Ooh. Uh, that came out, which maybe not back to back because I don't know. That might I'd be like a pu- chunky one as well. Yeah, I like to push that one if I could and kind of do like High Republic's month oh, yeah. or something. I agree. Uh, then we got Crimson uh, Climb. Which oh, Crimson is young Climb. Yeah, about Kira. Uh, and then okay. we got a, a metric uh, blank ton of comics to get through. Yeah. Um, Why don't we do? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We were going to catch up on the other side of all the other comics leading up to sort of um, uh, to sorry hidden empire um so yeah yeah right in the middle of hidden empire with all of them trying to get caught up to where dark droids started right so we'll do a bunch of comics next week and then maybe the week after that we'll do um crimson climb and then um you know and then whatever happens after that cool yeah yeah we'll talk comics that's a lot to do maybe we do two out of the four main run series okay love that yeah love it yeah love it maybe we'll get some yeah. news i feel like we're due That's great they don't right? usually let a month go by without some sort of star wars news yeah we're on the other end of the writer strike yeah. uh they did just reveal oh. the writers for every episode of acolyte Ooh. uh so oh. it came out there's different writers uh, for each episode Yes, I mean, there's a they did a writers or traditional writers room, so that's that that's that weird thing okay. where it's just like everyone writes everything, but people certain people get credits like, names mm-hmm. on it for contractual reasons. Because um, I think Leslie Headland's only on one episode, but she was like the right she was the head of the yeah, thing, so she had her fingers yeah, in everything. Showrunner. showrunner, thank you, that's the term. Yeah, so I'm guessing we might get a little more. Hopefully, that seems to be suggesting that things are going to trickle out about yeah some about of this stuff. Yeah, because we should be hearing things about Skeleton Crew. We should be hearing things about Acolyte, right. um, yeah. Bad Batch 3, like all this stuff. Um, and yeah. some video game news, I think, as well. Right? Yeah, One of these the, is the, actually due out, right? The end well, of the, the news is that, the news is that, I don't know, that's the news that Outlaws, or not, what's it called? Outer, no, what's the? Out, uh, Outlaws. Outlaws. Outlaws, yeah. Got, got, seems like it got pushed. Yeah. To 2024, which is not. That's not surprising, but I mean, 2024 is next year, man. Not super late. It seems like maybe quarter one now instead of, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, That's great. Like, I feel like Eclipse is somewhere to like, I don't know. There's, there's going to be more. Yeah. 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 Right on. Well, more to talk about. A lot of stuff in the galaxy, but um, what a fun book. Good, because the NyQuil's kicking in. So we got to land the ship before I start saying real weird stuff. All right. Consider it landed. Thanks very much for listening to us this week. Um, We'll talk to you again next week. Saddle up with us at the bar, have a beverage, and talk Star Wars with us. Until then. Um, we'll see you next week on Cantina Chronicles.